Moss. Oh! Well, Adam Page more than living up to his word. Oh, look at this! What the hell is wrong with him? Oh, my God, no! completely unhinged. Thanksgiving Eve. It's a it's our yearly tradition. It's the Thanksgiving Eve top of wrestling podcast show. And uh, today's gonna be different than the last several years that we've done this. You know, one year was great. We had Punk and MJF that year. That was phenomenal for a Thanksgiving Eve. But you know, we've we our past shows. If you want to go back and take a look at them, where we've talked about the past Survivor Series. If you want to get in prep for this weekend, we got top of Survivor Series matches, traditional. Uh, or even just great moments, things like that. But today, we got enough as it is talking about other stuff that it is to talk about old old uh, Survivor Series. Because we got this past, well, 25 years ago in the Monday Night Wars, we got World War Three plus Raw and, well, technically two Nitros, but we'll call it one and a quarter. <laughs> and then, uh, hey, we also have the Professor's movie of the week choice and we got some news we got an upcoming pay-per-view this weekend we had a oh we had a uh, pay-per-view this past weekend i'm all fucking out of sorts you're out of order the, you're out of order this whole fucking podcast is out of order odm he ain't lying but uh you know it's funny that it is the thanksgiving eve show because i've already got the christmas lights up <laughs> Damn. They're not they're not turned on yet, but this Saturday was so nice. I'm like, I don't know when I'm getting another day like this. I just went out there, fucking went at it, got it all taken care of. Uh, so we're good. But it got me to thinking, do you d- do any decorations on the homestead? In the RV? On oh, the, yeah. Oh, on, yeah. On Absolutely. The, ex- the exterior of it? Uh, we have before in certain spots, depending on where we're at and how the wind is. Cause hey, that's we'll great. It up on Hit the, the music! <laughs> Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been waiting all Yo, day. Yeah, that, that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> I've been that wait- was pretty I've been fucking good. All day to do that. <laughs> wow, that was pretty 
pretty good because I was like, you know, I got a segue here. I could talk about Christmas lights. I got some shit I could talk about, man. But, you know, we want to pivot, you fucking asshole. That's oh, almost man. like the, what's your name? It doesn't matter what's your name. That was pretty well done. Hey, um, at first, I'm not going to lie, when we only went down the field in the first quarter and got two field goals, I was like, was Ken Dorsey the issue? But then it got better. We, we got, you know, but it's funny. I will say this here on the West Coast. We're like, ah, let's take the dogs for a walk real quick. And my wife's like, do you want to make sure we're back for the beginning of the game? I go, I can miss the first couple minutes. Fine. I don't really need to be there for it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, right. Well, that fumble recovery. Yeah, it was sick. Oh, my. Jeez. Um, I have to say this. All right. Look it. If there's one man I can beg a favor of, it's little John. Look at man, you guys got enough wins under your belt and shit. You even did us a favor on Monday night with the Hell Chiefs. Hell yeah! It was a little, I know it was a little butthole puckering for you. He and I were messaging during Raw, and I and he goes, "I'm kind of switching back and forth right now between that and Monday night." I go, "Oh, I forgot that th- he's got that game." Could you guys just maybe just take an L? Yeah, <laughs> right, seriously. You know, I mean, like just one. You don't need all the wins. We could take this win. It would be very helpful. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I will say this real quick. In a couple of weeks is my 40th birthday. My wife was looking to make it pretty big. And there was an option of going on my exact birthday to Kansas City, Missouri, and go see the Bills Chiefs game. Wow. And I declined. I declined because I said they haven't been doing that well this year. I'm not sure I want to spend my 40th birthday really depressed in another stadium crying. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, ah. so I don't know. We, we're debating it, but I, it's it may not be happening. I don't know. But I, I like being at home with the games. I don't know. It's gotten a little too crazy at the stadiums for me. I got to be honest with you. But Yeah, no, I understand. Old. I went to the game this year, and yeah, definitely, but, you know. Be pretty cool. I've I just watched I just watched a fight from I think it was the Bills Broncos game not too oh, long ago. There was yeah, a fight in the stands. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a it's just in, you don't even have to be the fighting person. You just mm-hmm. have to be in that vicinity. And I'm like, yep. and I'm gonna be the one that tries to like just push my arms so that no one gets in my way and they're gonna be like, and he assaulted me. Oh great, going to jail again. <laughs> God damn it again. <laughs> again. You know, you know, that'd be me returning to the pen, but you know what? This Saturday night, the Viper, Randy Orton, is officially returning to WWE. And it's, uh, did you happen to watch Raw at all or happen to see any of the highlights of how this played out? Yeah, I saw the clip. I had Cody was, you know, transparent about it, but it was still fun. Oh, my God, it was, it was still horrible. great. Oh, I still well, it's funny because, it. you know, well, in, cheesy. In, in the. In the one thing in the beginning, he said something. I got a friend or whatever, mm-hmm. and I had said to Little John, "I go if it's not Orton, I go. I don't think it could be Teddy because I'm pretty sure he's in jail right now." Uh well, you're tied up in litigation, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously it's him. You know, with the whole he's a viper and yada yada yada. Uh, did you catch Jay Uso's face on that? Yes, I did. Glad you brought it up. Yeah, because it was a was... quick shot, and I was like, "Hmm." You didn't seem he didn't happy look totally about it because, but I mean. Orton had his issues with uh, the bloodline like everybody else. And Drew came out, and his promo in the beginning of the night was fantastic, and it was all aimed towards, why did I screw over Jey Uso? He goes, because Rhea Ripley promised me something. He goes, I'm not to be in the Judgment Day. She promised me Jey Uso in a cage. And I was like, 
damn, that was fucking sick. And he wanted to go after him because Jey Uso, just like the rest of the bloodline, were the reason he didn't get to win at Clash at the Castle. Which, it was a great, I like this whole natural heel thing that Drew's got going. There's rumors of him leaving, and I'm not sure if, if there any, if it's true at all, who knows. Rumors uh, have been around for a while that his contract was up yeah. and he still, still hasn't re-signed, yeah. I can't see them letting him go twice, though. I mean, he's, you don't want him to go blow up twice. No. I mean, he blew up easily on an indie, independent circuit that didn't have a whole lot of American base. Right. No, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, I think, he, you know, he's kind of like starting to fizzle out at this point. Yeah, he's a good hand. He's definitely a good hand to keep yeah. there. You know what I mean? But, I mean, is he going to go to AEW or Impact and, and do what he did the first time? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick turn to the obvious. We'll just nip it right now. Does Pepsi Phil show up to Chicago this Saturday night? From you first, yes or no? Who the hell is Pepsi Phil? <laughs> no. I love that Dan Housen calls him calls him that, and he's like, "Pepsi Phil just left forty cheeseburgers at my door." It's just <laughs> you say no, 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 no. If he does, where is it? You think uh, Rumble? I don't think he th- shows up anywhere. Not even AEW, or you think no. he's there? That's so. I would love it if right. it, I'd love it if he did show up in AEW. Just it'd give me more of a reason to start watching again, at least more than I do now, which is very little. Um, you know, and I think there's unfinished business there. They could have fun with it. Um, and I mean, if it was truly a work or whatever it was, it'd just be more interesting saga. You know, kayfabe is dead, but you know, if this is real life shit, or they're just, you know, you see what I'm saying? Even if they're just kind of accentuating some real life shit, I think that would be more interesting. If he showed up in WWE, I'd pop like a motherfucker. I just don't see it happening. I'm going to go ahead and say, likely not happening. It would be really cool, even if he loses. Let's say Roman retains again against Cody or some shit at WrestleMania, and he keeps that reign going. A feud with Punk where it, people are like, oh, maybe this is a chance to get the championship, and he still runs through him, and, and Punk will put him over. You know what I mean? I mean, it, he's going to make Roman look strong. <laughs> I'll never forget that part. But no, the I, I answer is I think no. I personally think this pay-per-view goes off the air without Punk. I'm okay with being shocked, by the way. Absolutely cool with it. Um, I have to take a quick minor turn here. First... What culture put out a top <laughs> top five eras, and he, they put them in quotes, of AEW being like, you know, like what's the worst to best? But what they were saying is right now from September 22 to September 23, worst era, because it all started with the brawl out. Everything's out in the open. It seemed like everything was week to week to week with booking, and it still seems like that. Mm. In number four was Pandemic. Yep. Okay. You're right. The pandemic era was better than this last whole fucking year. Minus your pay-per-views, that's fine, but your TV has been dog shit and not worth watching on anything. Yep. The number one era? Sorry, you got to do it. September 21 to September 22, and they even named it the punk era. They said you could say what you want, but that includes Danielson and Adam Cole coming back. Plus, you Mm -hmm. got all the great matches, the feuds, everything that was going on. Danielson and Omega right off the bat. It was fantastic. 
it would be in their best interest to bring him back. Of course it would be. In, in, in Collision, I don't know how well they were doing originally with their numbers, mm. but I'm going to skip ahead to this one quick thing. This oh, is pretty okay. fantastic. The night before your pay-per-view, you have full gear on Saturday night. If you are a wrestling fan, you should be watching the go-home show to a to uh, that said pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm. So if WWE had a pay-per-view on Saturday night, I sure the hell am watching SmackDown. But WWE didn't have a pay-per-view on Saturday night. However, they still beat the living piss out of AEW. AEW did nearly four hours of television that night. They did two hours of collision, one hour of rampage, and then a half hour countdown to full gear that went from like 11 to 11.30. The highest that collision, rampage, and that countdown ever got was 270,000 people. That's dumb. WWE, and that's three hours, by the way. You had multiple times. Even when WWE ended at 10 o'clock, people still didn't even want your hour and a half bullshit. WWE had 2.2 million. And you know who wasn't even there? Your WWE champion, Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. You didn't even need him there. That's how well they're doing over there versus this. And, I mean, the biggest draw on SmackDown, to be honest with you, is more of the women's war games, if you've taken a look at it. They did the men's war games more on Raw, and the women's was more on SmackDown this past week and getting everybody together. Right. That did better than everything that they put they put on Saturday night or Friday night. Again, fantastic by the way. Booking, right? Or lack thereof. Lack thereof. Now look. Uh, go ahead, cuz I have a theory on something for you. Well, go run with that cuz I want to keep this train. We're going to bounce around on the news cuz we're just going to shit on AEW this whole time. So, let's go. Backing up to Punk. Uh-huh. If he's not the mass wrestler and this isn't the most elaborate thing of all time. Right. It came to my head who it likely is. I know we've already talked about Jungle Boy. They've teased the shit out of Adam Cole, which tells me it's not Adam Cole. Well, I don't know. I don't put that past TK. However, the I, I we've talked about Jungle Boy being the option. This past several weeks, the Bucks have been whining and complaining They've been beating the living shit out of the stuff by the ringside. And then after they lost this past week, Brandon Cutler puts out a post that says, these guys are taking their time away. Please respect their privacy. I am now convinced it's Jungle Boy, the Bucks, and Cutler. And one other guy. I don't know who else. That's interesting. Uh, I I don't know that I buy it. I think, I think we're thinking a lot of... The same things, but for different reasons here. So, so I'm the Bucks, thinking the Bucks do it because they want to be the center point. The whole fucking thing is that they always want to be in the spotlight. Well, look definitely. what happened. Punk gets fucking suspended, gets fired, all that shit. These guys get in the same brawl out and become champions one goddamn month after. So, yeah, they're they're going to be under the masks at some point. Those fucking Bucks. So not only so they also said they're done doing being the elite. Oh, didn't know that. Okay. Yep. So there's that. Um, 
there was a brief period this past week where if you went to the AW website, they were no longer listed as EVPs. But it got changed back. Oh, yeah. But it got changed back. Oh, my God. And it's being reported. It's Jungle Boy and them. And it's and it's being reported that they're set for a heel turn, which is ridiculous because they're basically heels now with go-home heat. They're not which, selling merch. Right. Nobody gives a shit about them anymore. You got to figure, like, the WWE, they wanted Omega. They probably would have taken Paige. They didn't want the Young Bucks, and I don't fucking blame them. Listen, it's impressive what they've done, uh, you know, to get to where they are, but they're the shits. So there's they will that. never take Paige after this past week. So again, I think I think I'm looking now. I think a lot of this is is an elaborate work just to get them heat, and it's going to backfire completely on them. They're just going to have X Pac heat. But I don't. I don't agree. I don't buy he's under the mask. Another weird thing is too that uh, Mega. The human resources, like the lawyer, the one that was involved a lot, she was present for the brawl out. She was there with the Bucks and Omega and all mm-hmm. that. She's stepping back from AEW duties and focusing more on the Jags. Hmm. So there's a lot of weird shit. So now, so now, so this is the way that I'm going. This is the way that I'm going. Is that let's say this wasn't a work. This all really happened. But Punk and, and Con are talking, and he's like, "Listen." The only way I'm coming back is, is if I take over, get mega out of there, get fucking the bucks out of there, but I'm cool with Omega. Cause he's the one guy that I've actually talked to. And he's the only one that's up to reason. He might still be a douchebag, but we can at least come together and fucking talk this shit through. So I'm cool with Omega and maybe it is punk under the mask. That's wishful thinking on my part, but I'm just giving you my, it's my, a, my I know, and I'm, and I get you with that. I like that. See the, the issue for me is that, how is it that you really, as adults, couldn't all come together at all for oh, yeah. an entire year and mm-hmm. fix that? And that's why that's what wants me to hope it's a work. Because I'm like, seriously, you guys are all going to leave that money on the table? Because you I, know, I, goddamn well, if the pay per view was this weekend, Punk comes out tonight on Dynamite and he says this Saturday, me and Omega, million dollar buy, yep. no fucking die, no it. lie, I would I'd guarantee it. it. I would have bought it. We all would. Yeah. yeah. So it's. Why they're not doing business is weird to me. And he said he's reached out. I don't know. It's- yeah, they, they <laughs> all have temperaments that are just not conducive to doing that. Punk is very outspoken. He doesn't hold back. Uh, the Bucks are timid little pricks who like the smell of their own farts, to quote Jim Cornette. Uh, and mm-hmm. Omega, you know, listen, I'm not going to shit on Omega as much as Corny does. I mean, I still like him. I still think he's a good wrestler. He definitely has that air of douche upon him, but... You know, ultimately, I feel like he is grown enough a man to at least not hide in the shadows and be like, all right, let's just talk about this shit. So anyway, have you noticed how Omega has carried himself since Brawl Out versus how the Bucks have carried themselves? I feel like they've gotten cockier. They did things on TV to make fun of punk, things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they took little jabs. I feel like Omega really hasn't. He took the higher road and it's like, I, yeah, I kind of have a career guys. You don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's but my it, head. Yeah. Right. No, that's a good point. I mean, except for the fact that he's back together with clunky Abushi. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Thanks. Like you said, we're just going to bounce around. Yo, last Wednesday, I, I know that they had this five-on-five match that was supposed to promote, I think, a video game or something. It's kind of like when they did the Texas Chainsaw match, except this one, everybody was in all suits and, and stuff. It was like a Ninja Gaiden. Ninja no Gaiden. Face or yeah. Some sh- yeah, it was an old whatever. Sega game. Yeah. <laughs> sure, whatever. Sure. Some highlights of this whole thing. You got the Golden Jets 
Big Show, well, or Paul White, and Ibushi versus Team Callis, which is Konosuke, uh, Brian Cage, uh, fuck, I don't even remember who else. Oh, Kyle Fletcher. Oh, yeah. And one other. But anyway, some spots out of this. Did you see where Powerhouse Hobbs body slam Big Show on the hood of a car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That uh, big boy took a hard hit. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I don't know. We that, didn't see much of him. That hip ain't going to be much better after that. <laughs> no, no. We didn't see much of him after that. Uh, there was a part where, look, at, I've complained about it before, where people wrap, like it, it even happens in the match that we'll talk about soon, but like where you wrap barbed wire around your arm and then it just falls off before you get to the guy. Or you do it with a chain like Adam Cole or, or Kyle O'Reilly would do. Takes and it slips down to your ankle. And yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. You take way too long doing it. Or. You tape someone up, and you didn't tape them, and they fall apart. This is one of the very first times I was impressed. Uh, I, I don't know if Powerhouse Hobbs was like, no, just fucking do it. Chris Jericho went around the forearms, not his wrist, and just went like eight times around, and Hobbs wasn't moving. You know, like He actually got him in there, and I was like, this is the first time I've seen anybody use tape properly. You know, and I'm like, Hangman almost fucked it up on Saturday, but kind of went back for a second to fix it up, because I'm like, you got to secure it. If you're going to do the spot, make it work. Yeah, don't rush uh, it. And it was funny because even as Hobbs was tied up against the ropes with the duct tape, he keeps talking shit to Jericho. Jericho just puts a piece of tape over his mouth. I don't know why I laughed at that. I thought it was pretty funny. And then Excite Bike came into the game. Kodabushi rolls down the ramp at 2.4 miles an hour with a bar, taps. Someone on the back. Yeah, that was terrible. And then Brian Cage. Well, the the only thing that was well worth the whole spot was Brian Cage annihilating yep. the balls at him. <laughs> I just wish Cage met him at the ramp and just got him already at full swing right there, and that was just never a spot. Definitely. It was hor- He just walked by and like, ting. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Horrible. So... Yeah, let, let's hope, you know, they get a little bit better with that, but they, they won't ever. There mind. was also that really nasty, the, the, I don't know why they decided to do this, thought it would be a good idea. Uh, Abushi hit a move on Takeshita on the bike, and they landed, like, on the pedals. Yeah. That did not yep. look fun. Oh, my God. Well, and it, it's funny you say that. So, did you happen to see the bump that Roddy Strong took on uh, Rampage where he landed on top of his head, like, doing a Spanish fly? Oh, my God. No. Yeah. And, and everybody's like, wow, you're taking this next thing a bit too far right now. And then I saw a great meme just a little while ago. Kota Ibushi versus Roderick Strong, a C4 match, not the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. Don't give him any ideas. The vertebrae. If you guys don't get yeah, that Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I, hang on. I had to throw that back out there. That's why. Uh, you got C4? You got C4? Oh, you got C4 on that drunk? I can't. Every time I hear C4, all I can think about is Chris Rock talking to uh, Christopher Penn in Rush Hour. Oh, I got you. Whatever. What else? Uh, the bidding war of 2024 apparently has pretty much come to an end. You, Marks, if you ever thought that he was really going to put himself out bidding like that, I. Uh, it's apparently been said that he has resigned. MJF has resigned till 2027. Kind of figured, you know, especially being your champ right now, he's going to make whatever he wants. He could have said any number to Tony and Tony's gonna be like, yeah, 
Well, especially Spencer. Tony, yeah. And, I, and here's the thing. I don't think anything's been made official, but the reports are is that WWE hasn't had any talks recently, uh, yeah. and they believe he's already resigned. So that's the belief right now. No official news. But, I mean, again, I'm with you. I, you know, TK's going to pay him whatever he wants. See, if I was MJF, you walk into the room, and you're like, Tony, hey, my man, what's up? Hey, uh, let's talk about my contract. Yo. Let's let's take a bump before we do that. Let's take, you want to let's let's take a bump right here. All right, you first. Hey man, I'm gonna need about three million a match. Yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty good MJF impression. I gotta give it to you. That was good. Thanks. That was good. Thanks. I appreciate it. I I wish I could impersonate his uh, media scrum where he cried about his grandfather <laughs> and pickles. <laughs> Did you see where he gave jars of pickles out to people? He's yes. like, you want a jar? Come on, take a jar. You gotta take a fucking jar. They're the best. <laughs> Um, we'll get into this, uh, obviously, but you know, Will Ospreay is the other person who is signed with AEW. He's going to be finishing up his new Japan run, uh, which probably is all the way up to Wrestle Kingdom, I would assume. And it looks like his first match will be at Revolution. And I, I want to get into this. I guess we'll hit it right now. Cause I was going to talk about it at full gear time, but this first match is at Revolution. Omega three or you hit it hard. Go with Danielson because he's in his last run. When is Revolution? You got time for Omega. February. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I would say Danielson. Danielson first. Be... Omega down the line. Oh, my God. I know how you set it up at Wrestle Kingdom. They're both there the same night. He's against Moxley and... Uh, Chase Owens, I think it is, for the – or David Finley, I'm sorry, for the new U.S. championship. Mm. Obviously, Finley's going to win it. Both guys are going to be back in AEW the next day. But on the same night after it's all over with him and Okada, challenge him right there for Revolution. Mm. You could. Just an idea. It's not a bad they idea. do that kind of stuff. That's a good no, idea. I would, that's how I would book it. <laughs> I, I, that's because I'm, I'm a good booker. Uh, it's, man, speaking of booker, Booker T said – Lexus King would look really, really good on TV if he lost maybe about 10 pounds. I'm like, what are you, Vince? You fucking, like, Jesus, dude. I'm like, look at what everybody looks like nowadays. Yeah. Like, nobody fits the norm. Oh, wait. Kevin Owens is your norm. Yeah. Uh, Well, I wouldn't (laughs) go so far as to say that. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, you can if you want to. Definitely. (laughs) I do have to say uh, the announcement didn't come until before dynamite of i think that night yeah or it was at dynamite or thursday that it was announced we're gonna announce at full gear who the new uh signee that everybody in aew respects and it's funny because i texted you i go note the words everybody in aew not the world i'm like this could be james ellsworth but you know you said dolph you know because again you could sign didn't have to be there in pay-per-view that night uh, you know, just an announcement. But I had actually said Will Ospreay because there's already built-in feuds, and I think that would help build the stock in your company, you know, especially with Punk being gone. God damn, I didn't think I was actually going to be right. I was pretty happy about that. But I can't put it in the called-it doc because it wasn't live on the air. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So uh, I see that you have something here. This kind of uh, has me interested I didn't even know about. So... Okada apparently 
is going to be done by February 24 with New Japan, or his contract is at least, and has interest of WWE, or WWE has interest in him. WWE has interest in him. Yeah, that's that's what people, the rumblings are out there. Is that there? You know, there is interest. There was interest previously. Um, but that's kind of been renewed. And it's not odd that his contract is going to be up. Contracts come up, and uh, apparently they come up a lot after Wrestle Kingdom. So, uh, But it's not like it's a slam dunk or even a possibility. Now, one thing that's a, a correlation doesn't necessarily point to it happening, but Nakamura has been cutting really vague promos. Yup. Nakamura, and it's Okada. Funny because- <laughs> At WrestleMania. Oh, shit. Dude, could you imagine that? I was like, they'll probably just bring him in to tag with him. But if they actually yeah, did right. an actual feud here, <laughs> it would. If they did an actual feud here, I would lose my mind. Uh, it's funny because I did see a great meme. You know, it was like Nakamura does the GTS, Punk does the GTS. Uh, Nakamura wears all red. He likes Coca-Cola, but he likes Pepsi. Oh, my God. He's going to be there this Saturday. Like, I know, right? just, you know, making dumb speculations. Oh, yeah. But like I said, Punk's but feeding into it on his social media. He's Good for him. Yeah, he's he playing into both sides, too. Free publicity, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. But you remember, he did say he has two months. He made that. I don't know, man. He made that comment at that MMA thing. We'll find out. But uh, Okada coming over to WWE, if, I don't know, man. I don't see right. It. I mean, yeah. No, unless he's coming in to take the title from Roman, nah, I don't know. I But I'm down for a Nakamura feud if he came in for like a one-year thing or just a one-off, maybe. Who knows? Uh, it, you know, speaking of Rampage, when I talked about Roddy landing on his head, speaking of someone landing kind of on their head, did you see the great walk-away that Samoa Joe did this past week where the guy actually looked at him like, dude, what the fuck? It might be one of the greatest stills in wrestling history. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not necessarily, but it was fucking great. Yeah, because oh. you're right, because he, oh. he, he's out like uh, doing a splash. He's spread out, and he just looks over at Joe, and it, but his hands, his palms are up. Like, he's going, what the fuck? Like, he's shrugging. Him it was so, <laughs> so awesome. Whoever's <clears throat> idea that was between the wrestler or Joe, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about Nakamura. I've been to watch Raw the other night, and him and Chad Gable actually had a really, really good match. They were tearing it up, but... Gunther was kind of getting face-to-face with Ludwig Kaiser. What are your thoughts on Ludwig, a man in his own stable? He puts over to drop the title to when he finally wants to pursue the world championship. Now, now I do like Kaiser. Yeah, good talk. I do, I, do, <laughs> I do like Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, I think he's good. Even Russell's pretty good. You don't see it a lot, and usually it's just him getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, but, I mean, he's done a couple promos. They're pretty decent. Um, honestly, I, what I really think is going to happen is I think the Miz is going to take the IC title off of him. Are you talking about this coming Saturday? Yep. That would be no bullshit. Probably the greatest upset at Survivor Series history, including the Montreal screw job. I think Miz's face that this will, this will solidify it. And it's time to get the IC title off of Gunther and you got to push him for the world title. Wow. If you're right, I'm going to be kind of mad to be honest with you, that, you, that you actually called this because i was gonna say man you know who would be great for him to pass it off to butch because it would be a kind of a, a pass back because he gave him the nxt uk championship maybe it kind of be like oh here you could take this i'm gonna go play with the big boys but you can you can play with this toy 
Yeah, I mean, that would be a good, I mean, uh, as far as opponents that we've seen, it's it'd be a good match. It'd be like Ilya Dragunov, right? But just a kind of different format. But, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I do see here, this is uh, interesting. You got Buff Bagwell was arrested. Yeah, and uh, Nick Balea, too. Same day. Completely unrelated. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, what were they doing together? So, uh, Balea, uh, early on November 18th in California for misdemeanor, misdemeanor DUI, um, allegedly driving back from a bikini contest at his dad's restaurant. Oh, if you don't know who his dad is just from the last name, it's fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I was going to say, he's generally been known as Nick Hogan, but... After he killed that guy in the car accident, he had to leave under that name. Don't worry, I didn't marry under my real name. I didn't kill him under my real name. So Bagwell was charged with speeding and driving under the influence of drugs. Uh, Bagwell was uh, apparently sentenced to time served, was released after 24 hours. Uh, And then he went to the X to tweet about it, uh, saying, Still sober despite the reports. Unfortunately, whenever I get a violation in the DUI court program, it lists my original offense from three years ago. I did serve 24 hours for losing my temper. So. Hmm. So he's going to have a couple of points on his license. (sighs) You know, I got no joke for that, so. (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) I have a a good follow-up for you. Yeah. He'll have more points on his license. Then Becky Lynch got a celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something here. I had to fix the phone here. It was uh, blinking. <laughs> there you go. That uh, Did you get a chance to see any of it? Uh, I heard a little bit of audio on uh, Cornette's podcast. I believe it was the drive-through. And here's the fucked up thing, because they were reading a story about it, and the story was saying she didn't get She was the first person in it. Not, not get any answers right but in the audio she got two answers right <laughs> so <laughs> no so what it was that she went like 60 straight without getting anything right 60 like answers or clues or whatever the fuck without answering them or getting anything right at all with her attempts and then finally got two right i guess gotcha okay or something she sucked either of. way yeah, no, no, it was really bad. It was, you know, it. I do like that she looked all happy in the photo. That like, hey, I suck. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great picture. Well, she's in the uh, women's war games match this Saturday night. We got Survivor Series. Hey, I'm gonna say this to you right now. I have this uh, graduation party I have to go to for a friend that graduated nursing school. Um, I no no spoilers, please. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to watch till a little bit later. Uh, just in case you happen to be watching live. I'm planning on it. I'm just talking to you, Nightwing. <laughs> what up, man? Anyway. You still alive, buddy? <laughs> I think so. So we got... All right, now I'm going to go ahead and guess how this night plays out, okay? Just like last year, we're going to open with the Women's War Games match, and then we're going to have uh, the three matches in the middle close it with the Men's War Games match. Probably. That's how I would guess it, but... Your women's war games match, you got damage control, which consists of Bailey, Kari Sane, Io Shirai, and Asuka against Charlotte, Shotzi Blackheart, Bianca Belair, and Becky Lynch. Your prediction, sir. Oof, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go damage control on this one. I am. 
But what I'm calling is it's going to come down to, eh, let's say, either Becky or Belair, one of them. I don't know why I'm choosing that, but it's going to come down to one of them. And who's left in the ring, let's say Kari will have just been pinned. And as she's starting, no, wait, no, it's, yeah, it's war not games. elimination. Fuck, yeah, thinking? it's not elimination. Sorry, chamber. I just went with elimination chamber yeah. like an idiot. Thanks for letting me talk so long. You I could have been like, yo, I was hey, waiting, baby. I was waiting. <laughs> I thought maybe you meant like they were all in the other ring. No, I figured it out. Sorry, no. It doesn't matter. They're going to have all of the faces beat down. And just as Bailey's like, yeah, yeah, I think the three women are going to turn on Bailey. Or even at the end of it, they're kicking Bailey out of damage control on Saturday night. That's my plan. That's what I'm saying. At some point, that's what's happening. I know I described an elimination chamber, so we should move on to another match. Um, I know that you already gave your prediction for the Intercontinental Championship match. I'm going Gunther, okay? All right. We'll see. Okay. Uh, in a grudge match, we got Carlito Colon taking on Santos Escobar. Carlito in the honor of LWO and Rey Mysterio, since Santos is now heel. So, Santos. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And Mommy is going to be probably beating Zoe Stark, no problem. Agreed. Let me ask you this question. Go ahead. In 2019... When she won the NXT Women's Championship from Shayna Baszler, it was like December of 2019. It was like the end of the year because mm-hmm. then that's when there was plans of her being in the at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think she would be even at that point right there the best goddamn women or women's wrestler or most talked about women's wrestler in wrestling? I mean, like everything she's doing is touching is gold. I mean, she's a part of like eight segments on Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, did I think it would be to this level? I mean, I, I guess I never really called it or thought of it that way, but, I mean, I knew she was going places. She's on Charlotte Becky level for me. Oh, yeah. I think she surpassed Sasha Banks. 100%. It's funny how everybody's like, Sasha Banks is a great wrestler. I'm no, like, she's, she's not. a botcher to me. Yeah, she's not that good. She's way overrated. Nah. Well, and then you have uh, the War Games match. Cody Rose, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, and uh, Seth Rollins versus, or I'm sorry, and Randy Orton versus Judgment Day, which is Baylor, Priest, McDonough, and uh, Dom. Baylor, Priest, Dom. Thank you. Why did I forget about little dirty Dom? He's one of my favorites. And now Drew McIntyre. First of all, I got to say there's a great picture I saw this morning. It was Zane. Looking like a lumberjack. I know. Uso wearing his, <laughs> right? How everybody looked in the ring and it said, it looks like everybody just showed up from different eras. <laughs> it, it really did. I, like Cody's got the long trench coat going, right? Like it, it's just, just pretty funny to me. Anyway, um, I would have to say the faces are going over and we're just going home happy. So I'm going to take a page out of your book. Orton's going to turn. Heels won last year, by the way. Orton's going to turn. Heels are going to win. You think he would align with Judgment Day or just he's just turning heel because he is? See, I got to be honest with you. You know what would be more appealing than Cody Roman 2? Cody Orton at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. To me, huge story. Mm-hmm. So you think it comes down to him and Cody? No, God, I just went down to a fucking <laughs> elimination. 
Play a bumper or something. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Play a bumper. No, hang on. I'm, my bad. Yo, I, I don't know why. I just keep thinking that. All right, everybody's hurt, but it's them two standing next to each other. I'm trying to think of scenarios how someone turns on someone. That's where I was going with Somebody it. hits me oh, in my I chest. I look it. up and Dr. Martin Luther King says, oops, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't believe the lead singer is white for Soul Glow. All right, look at this past Saturday night. I don't know who else got into watching the Full Gear pay per view, but uh, you know, ended up scanning through it post. And uh, look at, I'm going to break down some of the things that happened. I'm going to go through it pretty quickly for you. Eddie Kingston retained his Ring of Honor title versus Jay Lethal on the pre show. Following that, Claudio Casagnoli defeated Buddy Matthews with a sharpshooter. <laughs> you, you typed it in the notes. Claudio Sastagnoli. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I just saw that right now. So, Elimination chamber. <laughs> Look at man. No one ever said this thing had to have good grammar on this show. <laughs> I have good grammar. So he beats Buddy with a sharpshooter. This match was probably better than maybe six of the matches that was on the main card. I'm not surprised. It, it's it's two of the best wrestlers they have in the company that don't get any screen yeah, time. Yeah, no, that's that's my point. And it's funny because with this new Continental Classic, Tony just announced that these will all be matches with no interference, just wrestling classics. I go, okay, until the first <laughs> my guy runs in I'll and you're like, you. now we're allowing it. <laughs> uh, and then MJF pulled double duty. He ends up tagging with Samoa Joe to take on the guns. And now, MJF and Joe retain. Joe's like, cool, well, I'm going to walk off with this Ring of Honor title. Leaves him. Guns beat the living piss out of MJF. There's four minutes left to this pre-show. They're loading him onto a gurney. They give him to the ambulance. There's 50 seconds left. Adam, don't let him take my title. Please don't let him. Folks, what's going to happen? You got... And I'm like, what a dickhead thing. Buy the pay-per-view to find out what's going to happen. I'm like, you assholes. I'm like... Don't pull a storyline thing for a TV show on a pay-per-view, okay? Right. Because the alternate of ideas was a couple matches in, or only one match in. Bryce Rimsberg comes out with uh, Tony Schiavone holding the championship. Oh, no, no, there was they weren't holding the championship because Jay White has it. He comes out, hands a championship to them, and they said, ladies and gentlemen, your new AEW champion is, you know it's all about them! And one-legged Adam, with a full-blown boot, comes out and says, I'm going to take his place tonight. And everybody's like, okay. Excellent booking. Let me tell you something. I swear to God, I was not even looking forward to the main event in any way, and I go... MJF is just probably just going to show up in a fucking ambulance and, you know, stone cold it, probably. So, opening match, Sting, Darby, Allen, and Edge come out. They Edge has half a uh, painted face, Darby has his face half painted, and then Sting, of course, full paint. But it was cool in unison, but they also all came out together with Edge's music. And it was a cool music video ahead of time that showed them all touching the bat's tips. Yeah, they all touched tips right ahead of time before walking out. They're like, you think you know me? (laughs) Um, But first, the heels came out, which is Christian Luchasaurus and Plain Wayne. Or was it Nick Plain? Nick Plain. I kind of like Plain Wayne. Uh, Well, music, because that's original. There you go, Plain Wayne. Well, before they came out, 
a bunch of little kids were singing Christian's music. And at first I was like, this is really weird. And then I remembered oh, his whole fucking daddy angle. This is all right. That's kind of funny. All right. Christian is doing his best work. Okay. I know it I've is. said it many times, but I never would have thought that in 2023 Christian, this is his best part of his career ever. And he's, it's hysterical. I can't believe it. And we were there when it all began. Last year at Rochester, when he started getting real mouthy when he was like to Jeff Hardy, and here I thought your brother was the drunk one. Yeah. Like, oh shit, he just went deep. And then from there, just kept going and piling on, and your dad's dead. So, Ric Flair came out with the faces, um, or as Christian liked to refer to him as, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah. And Christian gets on the on the floor, gets face-to-face with Flair. And while the camera is on Flair, Flair goes, who the fuck are you? I was like, nice placement. Good good stuff. Christian gets in his face. They both start tussling. And right in front of the ref, fucking Flair pokes Christian in the eye. And I'm like, we're not doing any, like, kick out or any uh, disqualification. It's AEW. Christian turns around and just gives him a hard low blow from behind as Flair is walking away. So, whatever. That's all said and done. The faces get the win. Darby takes the mic and goes, Hey, Kia Forum, this is Sting's last fucking time wrestling in California. Get on your fucking hands, or get on your fucking feet and give him an ovation. Said fucking a couple of times, right? And I'm like, ooh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Darby's going heel. Darby's going to go heel for this. I think he's going to pump it up like this. Yeah, everybody, come on, yeah. I think he's going to take Sting out. He's going to old yeller him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I look at you. Okay, all right, well, look look like you understand what I'm saying. Anyway, it. I'm just saying, the way they pumped it up. Another thing I got to say, have you ever looked inside the Kia Forum? Don't they have, like, a lot of seats? Yeah. Because... They were facing the side that you would generally, I think, have the cameras sitting at. Mm-hmm. Because if you saw the like hard cam side, what you had to look at all night, half it was a Kia Forum graphic. Jesus. Barely chairs, a lot of steps. I think they flipped it the other way because they couldn't fill the other side of the arena. Just speculating. Which I'm probably right, by the way. Probably. Um, after this, uh, Jay White, uh, oh, I already told you that. Never mind. Up next, I think we both called this wrong. Orange Cassidy retained against John Moxley. He's two and zero against Mox. Kind of cool. I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of shocked. You might not believe this though. Moxley bled in this match. What? <laughs> I have a theory. I think from now on in just a regular match. Whoever the ref is, ding, ding, ding. They should even focus on it with the camera. They just automatically pull out the gloves and just start putting them on in any Moxley match. They're like, well, it's a Moxley match. You know, he bleeds. That would be great. Just do it one time. Even if you do it like there's a death match, just put them on ahead of time like that. You know, like zoom in ahead of time. I think it's a good spot. Anyway, uh, up next, Tony Storm defeated Hikaru Shida to take the championship back, which is great. How she did it was really interesting. Oh, it's fucking she great. She got this metal... Yeah, well, it almost didn't work. She got this metal plate shield that was supposed to be in the pants part of her ass cheek on her uh, like her gear. 
and it started slipping down, and the thing hung on by a thread and stayed right on her ass. She get cupped for no problem to it, and she actually completed the move just right. Was wearing it in front of Aubrey Edwards. She looked right at it and was like, nice ass cheek. Okay, one, two, three. It was it was kind of odd how the whole thing went down, but right. either way, she won. But what I liked is that after she won, bam, goes black and white in the ring again. So like just like her entrance. And she's laying in the ring with the title on her, just whatever. And then out comes Mariah May with flowers. Mickey James, Trish Stratus, too. Called it. There you go. Yep, pretty much. Oh, it's happening. It's it's just too easy. The next spot fest, I'm sorry, uh, Fatal 4-Way tag title ladder match. It wasn't even a ladder match when we talked last week, by the way. They were like, you know what would be really cool that we could add into this match that already has eight guys? Some fucking ladders. Let's make this even more clunky. Yeah, no shit, right? Doesn't mean anything anymore. It's lazy. No. So there was a spot where Brody King did a move to, I think, like Draglistico of uh, La Faction and did it pretty well. But the ladder fell over and Cash Wheeler was supposed to be going up on the top and doing a move to someone. But the ladder fell. Some crew member propped the fucking thing back up. A black shirt crew member. I go, who is that? Is there a manager out here I don't recognize? <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. That was a crew member. Yeah, it's garbage. It's, it's, it's yeah, terrible. That one killed- you got an office, you know, that's, you know, falling apart literally in front of you that's made out of cardboard with no exit. You know, this is just an extension <laughs> of that. Okay. When we talked about the fake office i didn't realize it was cardboard until after listening to corny and then we rewatched it and you see bowen's foot clearly go through a yeah. cardboard wall yep. <laughs> and how it's all duct taped together in the corners you can see through each corner oh my god did you have to do the spot that bad yeah get another table go back to episode one that would have been easier oh it doesn't get better hang on this one gets me Eddie Kingston said that he is going to... I think I'm the only one who has fucking logic in this, by the way. No one's understanding this. But find me with this. 12 wrestlers, two brackets. He is one of three wrestlers announced so far. Mark Briscoe, uh, Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson. And I'm going to up the ante. I'm going to defend the Ring of Honor World Championship and the New Japan Open weight strong or strong open weight championship in every one of the matches that I compete in, and then they say, "Well, that will make it a triple crown because the winner of this ma- of this tournament was going to be the continental champion." Now this will be a triple crown, but let me ask you this: Eddie loses his first fucking match, and the guy who beats him doesn't have enough points to qualify for the end you are now having to book eddie kingston automatically to the end you should never have done it you should have just had him go to the final and go you know what i'm gonna unify all this at once but not the, how you did it was stupid unless now every let's say let's say him and brand brian danielson are in the same bracket right if danielson beats him does danielson have to defend those championships in every match and if so why 
Just put it at the end. Let go of the championships and say, here, I'm putting them up on the line with everybody else too. It makes zero sense. And now they're like, it's a triple crown champion. They are so eager to try and make a triple crown champion. You just lost the way. You had the Ring of Honor TV championship just vacated. You got your Ring of Honor World Championship and whatever. But let me ask you, New Japan, they're all like, yeah, sure, go ahead, unify that. We don't need that title. That's why I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to. And and am I missing it's, something here? Is this the continental is this the continental championship that Cassidy has? Or is this a new title? No, he has the he has the uh. international championship. This uh. is continental type stuff, not international. So it's a US title. It's a US title. <clears throat> so Basically. so we have a new title. Oh my god. You can't call it the Intercontinental Championship because WWE has that one under wraps. Right. The whole thing didn't make sense to me. I swear to God, for the next match, which was the TBS Championship Triple Threat, I sat there thinking about this. I go, wait, if he loses the first match, how does that actually even work that it's... what?" And they're like, oh my God, the winner's going to have all three titles. I go, none of this is making sense. Whatever, that's just me. (sighs) But Julia Hart won the TBS Championship from Chris Statlander, also against Sky Blue. Okay match, it was whatever. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Will Ospreay becomes All Elite, as we talked about. And now, we get to it. The PMS massacre of the Texas Deathmatch that was Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page. I'm going to try and go in order real quick, as fast as possible. I know you listen to Corny, I listen to Corny. I'm not going to tell you anything new if you haven't seen this match, but I'm going to just break down some really sick shit. First, the sickest part of the match, Nana comes out to the ring... Girls are doing his dance. You know, you know, the side, 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 then the arm in the air. The girls are going spot on with him. And I'm like, he is so good. Mm-hmm. I, he's just, I love, he's, so, I love him. I, I just love watching his dance. I'm like, I'm going to start doing this just everywhere I go now, man. I like that dance. Strickland comes to the ring. It's his song, obviously, Whose House. And... Before his music even ends, Paige runs to the ring. No uh, jacket, nothing, just black pants, runs into the ring and starts his match, and they get it going. And after he gets swerved down, immediately hits him with a buckshot lariat. And then goes under the ring and grabs duct tape, piece of paper, and staple gun. He duct tapes Swerve's hands, which didn't start very well, because they were pretty loose, and I go... He's going to fall out any second now. And I don't know if Swerve was like, come back, do it more. But all of a sudden, Paige came back, picked it up, and started doing more. And then he proceeded to use a staple gun on him. And I was like, eh, how real is it? Nope, nope, they zoomed in. Nope, they, it, it fucking real. And then he took the piece of paper, and what it was was in that house that Swerve went into, Hangman's, he ripped up a painting from... Uh, Hangman's Kid. Well, he stapled that to Swerve's face. But then it was great because Swerve was like, after a a couple of them, he just stopped caring, and then he was walking into the stable gun, which I was like, okay, I'm in. I like that. That, It was was getting pretty good. Um, But as he was bleeding so much, and he was on his hands and knees, Hangman just went running under Swerve's head and drank that motherfucker's blood. And proceed to get right up with it sprayed all over his face and does a Triple H mist in the air with Swerve's blood. I, God, I don't want to be really fucked up, but it's just going to come out this way. 
yes, maybe wrestlers can get tested. I doubt either of them both personally were like, let's get tested ahead of time to make sure we're good. And then I'll do the blood spot. There's no fucking way that he was like, I'll, if I'm going to drink your blood, let me test it out. That was a either spur of the moment or they did it that night planning it. I almost half want this dude to get like hepatitis something. You know what I mean? Like I want, I'm like, just because that was the dumbest fucking thing in the world. I wouldn't drink my wife's fucking blood. I wouldn't put it in my goddamn mouth. Don't go anywhere with that. Don't go gross. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the chair shot with the barbed wire wrapped around it that wrapped on Paige's head while he was on the turnbuckle was, I was like, he almost ripped his entire face off. Like, I was like, it, he'd almost grabbed him at the nose and kept going. Kind of wanted him to. Then he has a brick that he hits him with, and then he chokes him out with a chain over the, uh, the barrier or the post from one side to the other. Actually wraps it around his throat pretty well and passes out, matches over. Lot of blood. Lot of freaking blood. And the mat was so covered, I go, Oh, they have to change this for the next match. Yeah, it was a brand new mat as soon as the next match started. Yeah, I would it think was, so. The thing was complete, like just crimson all over it. I don't I mean, it was here's a, my problem. All right. We liked Omega Moxley. Remember that? unsanctioned match with the glass and the uh that all, all that stuff corny was like this just made everything suck in wrestling because now no matter what you do you've seen people get up from all this and that and blah 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 you just ruined it for everybody else I'm like but every hardcore match is like that and this texas death match just went to a different level what is your take i know you didn't fully see the match but you right. got a good amount I've seen of highlights some of spots. yeah absolutely absolutely uh, I guess I'm somewhere in between because I, I get what Corny's getting at, but I it, it it is too over the top because yeah, where do you go from here now? Are you gonna have a third match? Does it matter at this point because Paige has already been beat twice? Paige, is, I don't think you need a third match. No, he lost yeah. both pay per views. Nope. Yeah. So, I mean, but even then, like, like now what? Like, I mean, how close to death are we gonna get? Are we are we gonna start doing fucking AIDS and hepatitis fucking angles now? You know, dirty syringes. Well, NWA did coke. <laughs> Not to quote corny, but what's next? You gonna fuck a pig <laughs> or fuck a goat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Up I next just, was Jared. Oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. I was just gonna say. I mean, you know, they did. They did. You know, kind of push the envelope. It'll be a memorable match. It's something that I necessarily yeah. want to see all the time. No, that's for sure. It is sadly going to be in a match of the year candidate for a lot of people, depending sure. on how you look at it. You know what I mean? It was in. Here's the thing, though. I got to be honest with you. If a motherfucker broke in my house, yeah, I'm going to start hitting him with a stapler. I am going to start duct taping him together. I am going to start doing some of that shit. And as Swerve, if he's gangster enough to go ahead and fucking break in your house, he should be willing to break a brick over your head. I'm saying I almost feel like the results fit the storyline. Yeah. I'm not talking, you screwed me over for a championship match. Right. Now we have to go to the bloody death. Sure. Because that's what Omega and Moxley was. It just came out of nowhere. Mm. This at least has some substance. That's my personal opinion. Fair enough. The Golden Jets, I hate that name, Yep. defeated the Young Bucks. They threw a tantrum. They lost their number one contendership for the tag team titles. 
So maybe Omega and Jericho will be our new tag team champions rather than Starks and Big Bill. So at least it's someone that I can remember. It took me a minute to remember that Starks and Bill were the tag champs. But also, get Starks out of the tag title picture. He's been there long enough. He should have been in the singles thing. And after the Danielson thing, he should have stayed there. The whole Punk thing fucked him over. He was supposed to have this match with him. And then... Oh, here's an ambulance. Adam Cole, you can go to the side of the ring now. MJF is here to fight. Not only fight, cheat and make Jay White not look like the heel in this match in any way possible. Cheats with the dynamite ring. I don't even know why Jay White was even in this match to begin with, to be honest with you. It, 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 we should have had anybody else in there. An actual face or, or, or someone that everybody... or I don't know. If you're going to pull a lot of shady shit the way MJF does, you can't have him against Jay White. Yeah, does it make Jay White look strong that he didn't that he had to cheat to win? Maybe? Not really. But all credibility's gone. What the fuck are you really gonna do with, with Jay White at this point? You should never have had him in that match. And then they tease the living shit out of it that Cole's gonna turn on him or you had like three minutes of him just walking up the ramp and sitting there and MJF's tomb. And I'm like, come on, lights got to go out. Something, man. Do something here with this devil. Something. Nope. Good night, folks. Oh, we're taking a page out of uh, Nitro. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, it, it was a meh pay-per-view overall. It's funny, last week I did the top 10 AEW pay-per-views. That wouldn't have even made it into an honorable mention. <laughs> exactly. That's a swear for sure. But let's go to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! You know, Survivor Series being this weekend, damn, we're a, we're a month and some change away from the end of the year. And, you know, I'd already mentioned about what's a match of the year candidate. And I like to keep track over the entire year, things that are worth possibly being in the match of the year candidates. I'm not going to read everything so far, but just to give you a little dial back, I want you guys to start thinking about what you think is going to be the match of the year across all promotions, because that's what we do on this show. No, we're not going to be talking about like CZW and all the other no. guys that are around or whatever. Uh, you know, we're talking, or GCW is what I was thinking. Um, but let's go with some of them here Omega and Osprey, both from Wrestle Kingdom and Forbidden Door. Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, just built off of emotional enough at Elimination Chamber. Uh, MJF and Danielson with the Iron Man match. Gunther, McIntyre, and Sheamus at WrestleMania. Or, again, off emotion, the tag title match between the Usos, Zayn, and Owens at WrestleMania. Bad Bunny and Priest. Uh, the ooh, the four-way uh, pillar match at Double or Nothing between MJF, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allin. Uh, Danielson, Okada. Let's not forget about Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Their first collision match wasn't too bad, but All In was definitely way better. Um, how about FTR and Bullet Club Gold going nearly an hour on Collision, and we weren't there for that match. We were there for Punk and Joe, which is crazy. Uh, we also had Tetsuya Naito and Will Ospreay in the G1 Climax, FTR and the Bucks at All In. Chad Gable and Gunther put on a hell of a show on Raw. Had to go in there. I can't say it's going to win, but it was in the noteworthy uh, matches. Will Ospreay against both Zack Sabre Jr. and then also again against uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Rollins and McIntyre did put on a great showing at Crown Jewel uh, this past uh, month. 
And we do got to actually put in Swerve and Hangman 2 for those who are a, a fan of that kind of match, you know, when it comes to match of the year. But again, there's a lot more that are part of this list. Just getting you guys thinking, who's your manager of the year, stable of the year? To me, I mean, manager of the year last year, we're like Paul Heyman, hands, hands down. But Prince Nana is in a great running right now with everything that he's been doing. Don Callis isn't too far behind. I'm saying that, you know, there's other candidates this year as, composed, as opposed to in the past. Right. So, you know, start thinking about those uh, awards because that's going to be, I think, the very first week of 2024 when we get this shit going up again. I don't even know if we're, we're taking any breaks this year, man. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we're yeah, going to take some Christmas. time off. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to have yeah, to. Yeah. Definitely. You know, Christmas. Not have to. I, I like to sit back and watch my favorite Christmas movie, No Holes Barred. Yep. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in there. I know. <laughs> Okay, so, I guess you need me to ask, what, what are you bringing to the know, table right? this Come week? On. I got a spoon feed Christ, you. You got a spoon feed me, just like the WWF. <laughs> uh, we've been talking a lot about Cornette during this uh, episode here, so I'm just going to keep it going here. I don't know if you saw anything on the X, but uh, it all precipitated from somebody else. I don't know who this person is. Basically reposting a picture of Billie Eilish and a quote that she had which was just basically the uh, the disparity between women being body shamed and men being body shamed. To which point, Flopadala retweeted it and said, I had a documented racist 60-year-old man refer to me as a manatee. Uh, so I know all about body shaming. He looks like one... <laughs> That's not a race thing. That's a body thing. So, oh, but no, I mean, that's not, I mean, because apparently Cornette's racist. No. I, I mean, I guess they're referring probably to the NWA debacle, but. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so Cornette just responds, and he, he he just went off. I did not save the tweets, but uh, if you want, go. It was great. Cornette uh, trended again just for talking shit to Flop Dalla, uh, as he called them, but it was great just because he, it because Cornette was just giving him shit, being like, yeah, you suck. Fuck off. But I mean, yeah, well, I uh, this, heard that notorious. Uh, or go ahead. This, this uh, to me just speaks to, to Top Dollar and the kind of person he is. How the fuck are you going to take a post from a woman or a quote from a woman <laughs> talking about the disparity in body shaming, and you're going to come out? Well, I know what it's like, uh, bro. First off, yar who yar. So you're going to get you know two gross set of fucking balls. You're going to get pissed because Jim Cornette said called you a manatee. I want Billie Eilish to respond to it. She'd be like, I wasn't talking about you, sir. Yeah, she, yeah, and she's probably smart enough to stay away from all that nonsense. No, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll just go with my original. Well, as for Notorious F.A.T., did you see that he also said that he was supposed to get into a storyline with Michael Cole and possibly have a match? Well, he is the new Ryback. He is the manatee uh. of Rybacks. <laughs> He wishes. He wishes he was that relevant. Dude, he seriously, I read that and I was like, what? I'm like, was this before you fell over that top rope? Yeah, because right. That shit was pretty funny. That, that shit was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Oh, God. I watched that over and over. I had to send it to you. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is on purpose. I hope it was. <laughs> Again, he wishes he was that talented to be able to do that on purpose. It's true. 
Well, maybe he'll end up in the big 60-man battle royal in a company that no one really pays attention to, like the NWA. Yep, probably. Or we could just go back and watch a 60-man battle royal right now. Monday Night Wars! Now, in just a moment, we will name a new WWF commissioner. And why? Because everything that I do, everything that my family does, we do for you. Who's it going to be, JR? I'm not so sure about that, Mr. McMahon. I know we disagree sometimes. I know we disagree. But from the bottom of my heart, everything that we do, we do for you. He's really convinced he's telling us the truth. So ashamed. Commissioner Slaughter has graciously decided to step aside so that the World Rusting Federation can advance. The McMahon family proudly presents to you, ladies and gentlemen, the new WWF Commissioner. I, I can't say too much about a bad hair day, but you look like you just plugged into a light socket somewhere. Chris Jericho. You know you used to look like this in the 60s, Gene Mean, I remember. First of all, I just want to say this. I feel a little bit let down, a little bit betrayed by all the Jericho-holics, and I'm going to tell you why. Over the last little while, you people haven't been showing me the respect that I deserve. You haven't been cheering as loudly as you should. You're forgetting that you're Jericho-holics. And you're forgetting the only reason why I'm your role model is because I am better than each and every one of all of you. Look, I'm no expert, right? But if you're going to name your show World War III in 1995... Wouldn't this be eight? Yeah, yeah. We, we've. I think we've talked about this every year. Have we? Oh yeah, every year we've talked about chicken it. Chicken nuggets, <laughs> chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. All right. Well, World War Eight. We're off and running. Let's get this shit going. <laughs> you definitely need chicken nuggets to watch this, and even then, I don't think it's going to be uh, enjoyable. November twenty second, ninety eight. Uh, World War Three, ninety eight. Uh, we see a white limo arriving. It's Goldberg. Seven. I'm sorry, not eight. It's it's yeah, it's whatever. Math. You know. Opening match is Glacier versus Wrath. It's ten minutes. I'll never get back. Wrath wins. And you get Stevie Ray with Vincent versus Conan. Vincent blatantly has the slapjack in his back pocket. Commentary even calls it out. And they're still trying to guess what it is. And Heenan goes, "It can't be a phone. Everyone he knows is here in the building tonight." God, he's gold. Uh, Vincent gets on the apron. Conan reverses the the Irish whip. Stevie Ray gets hit with the slapjack. Conan doesn't realize it, and he just starts beating the shit out of Stevie Ray and gets DQ'd for not breaking at the ref's count. Uh, Booker in the back. uh, Booker comes in to back Conan off, checks on his brother, and Stevie uh, Ray just shoves him off, and they have a couple words. Yada, yada. Yada, yada. La Rasa. Mm-hmm. Next. Odele. 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 The Cat and Sonny Ono versus Saturn and Kaz Hayashi. You heard me right. This was sloppy, convoluted. Cat heed kicks Saturn and tells Ono to take the pin. So Saturn eats a pin 
from Sonny Ono. Yeah, it was crap. <clears throat> I'm them. telling you, I, like <clears throat> the entire first 90 minutes of this pay-per-view, you were never getting back. Yeah. Uh, next, you get Kidman versus Juventud Guerrero for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Gene stops Hoovy, and he has on an LWO shirt. Eddie breaks it down. La Raza. Ray interrupts, says he's technically part of the LWO, but he's not happy. And he's saying, you know, I lost the title shot because of Hoovy. You want Hoovy to get the title shot? And he says, come to the back with me, and I'll teach you about sacrifice. Ray says, all right, I'm going to do something about it. Mysterio comes out at the end of the match, and he holds Kidman's race waistband, so Hoovy bricks the Super Rana. Kidman hits a seven-year itch, wins the title back. LWO out, not happy with Ray. Eddie keeps him at bay and says, either give me your give me your answer, you're either in or you're out. Ray takes off his shirt, throws it in Eddie's face, and powders. Gets chased to the back. So that was long-lived. See what happens on Nitro with it. Yep. Oh, boy. Scott Steiner versus Rick Steiner. This was just a shit show. Rick's music hits. He's in the back of the arena getting beaten down by Giant. Brian Adams, Vincent, and Stevie Ray. Giant drags Rick out to the ring. The match starts, and it's Buff and Scott just beating the shit out of them because they've got their fake referee with them because nobody in WCW will ref their matches. Goldberg runs in. Uh, Goldberg hits a spear on Scott. Uh, Buff hits Goldberg with a chair shot. No sells it. Ref jumps on Goldberg. Goldberg's back. Goldberg press slams him from one ring to the other, and that's literally the end of the match. Yep. No pin, no nothing, just throw. Goodbye. They have been teasing the brother versus brother match for almost a year now, I feel like. And we still have... They broke up Super Brawl February. So we still... That's when he turned on him. Yeah, we still haven't had a straight-up one-on-one match. I don't think we ever do. I don't think so either. Uh, Scott Hall's with most of the black and white. Uh, they come to the ring. Bischoff, uh, it comes out before Nash does. Uh, he says, it's survey time, and the survey says, get him. Black and white beat up uh, Scott Hall. Nash makes the save. They stare down for a bit. Nash, uh, I'm sorry, Hall puts up the two sweet. Nash just shrugs it off and heads to the back. And this is based off of what happened last week because Hall knocked down uh, Bischoff. Bischoff and was going after him. So, yeah, yep. this was the, yeah. We get a whole hell of a lot of Bischoff tonight and tomorrow, I'll tell you that much. Next, you get Bobby Duncan Jr. versus Jericho for the TV title. Jericho hits a heat shot with the title and retains. And we get World War Three. I've got random stuff. I mean, this, I, you know, there's not much to document here. Uh, if you feel like you need to jump in. Do what you do Can best. Can I just jump in on my favorite part? Yeah, sure. Coolest thing I think I've ever watched. I don't think I've ever seen it like this exactly in World War Three. Kevin Nash took everybody out of the ring in his own ring and stood around for like eight minutes just sitting in the corner, milking everything. I was like, that was pretty good. I like that. It was it was I just like the whole moment of it. I'm like he didn't he just tore through everybody. Wasn't even taking a minute and giving them a punch in between. Nope, I agree with you. I like it. Man on a mission. Just because I was like, God damn, 60 people Speed here. I know, right? <laughs> Speed it up. <laughs> what I love is when the bell rings. Mickey J's in one of the rings. Uh, he's in the ring with uh, Scott Hall. When the bell rings, Hall just hides behind Mickey J. He's kind of, not like <laughs> hiding, but he's like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out back here, let these assholes yep. fight each other. You got to love it. Like I said, we, we've talked about it. You know, that doesn't get done a lot, you know, or at least not it's right. The little things. Not, yeah, the little things. Right. Exactly. Uh, Giant gets attacked by six people, but he shoves them all off. We get down to 20. They all come to the center ring. Uh, so I'll, I'll list off the 20. 
Uh, it's the Giant, Benoit, Alex Wright, Chavo, Eddie Guerrero, Luger, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, Stevie Ray, Ken Norton, uh, Conan, Booker T, Disco Douchebag, Saturn, The Cat, Kidman, Mongo, Malenko, and Wrath. Uh, we get down to 13 real quick. Saturn and The Cat fight off. Uh, we get down to 10, which is Luger, Conan, Norton, Nash, Hall, Wrath, Benoit, Malenko, Booker T, and Scott Steiner. And then Bam Bam comes out. Goes into bam, the bam. ring. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong guy. Goes into the ring and immediately gets dumped by everybody in the ring. Gets mobbed by security. Goldberg comes out to go after Bam Bam. They brawl. Uh, it's a pull apart. Uh, let's see. Uh, Malenko, Benoit, Luger, Nash, Giant, Hall. They all go after the Giant and dump him. Uh, Benoit's out. Then Malenko. We're down to Hall, Nash, and Luger. Luger's gets uh, Hall up in... It almost looked like it was going to be a torture rack, but he was just trying to get him over the top rope. Uh, and Nash hit a really shitty-looking big boot to knock Hall off the apron, and Luger kind of had to wait for a second to catch his balance to go over the top rope. But uh, Nash yep. wins. This is between between this pay-per-view and the Raw that's coming up. This is the road to butts and seats. Yeah. Yep. This is we're literally the way. this is the beginning of the road to that. Yeah, we're only maybe a, a month or so away from that. Or I think it's the beginning of end of December or beginning of January. I think it's the beginning um, of January. Oh, wait, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's, isn't it's the actually later. Poke Doom. What's that? Yeah, so so this leads to gold isn't this this leads to Goldberg being hit with the cattle prod to for yep. Nash to win the title to drop to Hogan in the finger poke of doom, which is also which is the January same January fourth. Which is the same, same night, night that fully, yeah. fully wins the title. Yep. Yeah, we're going to have to have our show that week. <laughs> That's too much to not do. Um, yeah, no, we're on the way for it. And it's funny because just the way things are going on a pay-per-view, I'm like, Bobby Duncombe Jr.? Really? That's who we're highlighting tonight? Could be oh. anybody else in the world. <laughs> he gets more, too. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Let's go to, uh, to, well, we might as well hit Nitro. Well, no, we got to do the main event because World War Three wasn't the main event. It was Bret Hart versus oh, DDP Jesus, for the U.S. Right. title. Um, oh, that's th- right. This wasn't a bad, this was a, a, a decent match. Uh, the finish was wonky, as you would expect. It's WCW in 98. Uh, Bret at one point grabs the knuckles out from his trunks. He loses them and the ref grabs them. Uh, DDP steals a move, uses the sharpshooter. Uh, Brett's working the knee, as you'd expect. Uh, he does the figure four spot uh, on the post, which DDP actually returns the favor later in the match. Um, yeah, DDP gets a chair. Ref grabs it on the backswing. Hart shoves DDP into the ref because we have to have a ref bump. Uh, and that allows Hart to get the knuckles out of the ref's pocket. Scott Steiner's ref comes out, allows Brett to hit the knuck shot, Larks locks in the sharpshooter and Steiner's ref just calls for the bell. No tap out, no arm lift, not a real ref. Then Mickey J comes in and says, no, that's bullshit. And while they're all arguing, DDP hits a cutter. Lil Nate comes back to makes the three count because WCW. I was going to say, this is such a nitro type thing, but at least there was an actual finish DDP winning the, yeah. the championship. This is the best match on the card, but that's like, you know, being the, the smallest person at fat camp. No, you're, you're still pretty fat. Or the prettiest guy in prison. <laughs> uh, mm. 
did that once. <laughs> anyway, uh, now can we go on to Nitro? <laughs> I'd like to get through it. Um, well, I'll tell you what. We only have to do the one night of Nitro. Because Tuesday, I watched it. Five matches, all squashes, within an hour. Not a promo, not a segment, not a thing. That was on Tuesday. But let's talk about what happened on Monday. Fantastic. Uh, we open up Mike Enos versus Luger. First thing I said is, who's interrupting this match? Swear <laughs> to God, same thing. I go, ah, this is getting interrupted. But it didn't. It was a squash. Uh, we see a limo arriving. It's Goldberg. And then another limo pulls up behind it. It's Nash and Conan. And Conan says to Nash, hey, you won World War Three. What does that make you? And Nash looks at him and smiles and he goes, next. <laughs> I thought that was, was pretty good one. fucking good. And, that, and this is not the first one that he asked tonight. He has another yep. really good one. Yep. Uh, and meanwhile, Goldberg says, being next isn't the place to be. Ask your girlfriend. Sick burn. I know. Thir- so did you spear my girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, right. oh, you could have jackhammer. Th- there you go. Sex. Uh, 13 minutes and 50 seconds in, we get our splash intro. Better no matches? Uh, oh, one no, match. That's the, right. One match e- and a bunch Enos of promos. Match. That's right. Yep. Enos. Yep. That's right. Yep. Uh, we get Gene on the ramp with Kidman. Which, by the way, I, I forgot to tell you, AEW did that on Dynamite a couple of weeks ago. I was like, are they watching the 25 years later with us? <laughs> Bro, there's been a couple times. MJF doing a long promo. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple times. I'm like, I feel like they're going to just fold in two years or get bought up by the WWE. <laughs> well, let's see. Who's a David Arquette of our generation? Oh. Matt Reif. Oh, God. That Matt Reif. No, he's getting, come in he's getting canceled. He's, he's in the middle of getting canceled right oh, now. Oh, that's right. So. He is getting canceled. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis. He'll come in and win the, the AEW championship. Why not just get David Arquette? <laughs> you know what? For old time's sake, hit it. Oh, you remember when he almost great. died versus Nick Gage? Yeah, yeah, that was fucking brutal. <laughs> Jesus, oh, man. Why not just get David Arquette? Okay. Yeah, that's hilarious. Moving on. Anyway, Gene's okay. on the ramp with yes. Kidman. Kidman wants Ray to come out. He has a few things to say to him. And uh, you learn by watching this why Kidman does not get a lot of promo time. He offers Ray a title shot. They stroke each other and shake on it. The crowd boos when they shake. It's fucking hilarious. And Eddie and the bodyguard come out, and they tell you, hey, you know, you signed a contract. You're still in the LWO. We'll give you another opportunity. So here, you're going to take this shirt. And he gives Ray a 6XL shirt. Which is funny. It was barely unfolded. He just had it, and Gene goes, that's a 6L shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. At least let <laughs> him open you see, the Yeah, you didn't even see the tag. Yeah. You can't see the tag from there. You saw the logo. Yeah, so there you go. Next, you get Norman Smiley versus Benoit. Who the fuck did Norman Sp- Smiley piss off to get this yeah. match? Because <laughs> he did get his ass beat. Um, Benoit hits the uh, diving head button. Zabisco goes, wow, he rattled his own brain on that one. He sure did. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Guess who won? Not Nancy. 
Um, oh my god, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> hey, it's a Thanksgiving Eve tradition. You know what happens here. Oh my god. Um, Wolfpack without Sting come to the ring. Words, I'm next. Goldberg chance. Oh my god. Gene's in the back with Wolfpack. Um, no mention of what happened in the ring uh, with Hall. You know, he, he put me through a wall. That's why. I'm not. He's going to have to prove his friendship to me. And Goldberg walks by. And Nash says, hey, Gene, watch my back. Watch my back. Goldberg says, you don't need to worry about your back. I want you to see the truck coming at you, brother. Sick burn. Nash does the fucking Hall hands. <laughs> he does yep. it, which is fucking great. Uh, Gene cuts to a commercial, but before, just as Gene's done talking, right before they cut, Nash leans in and he goes, hey, Bill, caught off on the caffeine a little bit, baby. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yeah. Because but it's like, hey, cut off on the caffeine, baby. <laughs> just, you know, Nash-wise. <laughs> I actually just saw a tweet from him, by the way, today. He goes, fuck, you got to be kidding me. 11 matches, that's all Roman Reigns has had this year. He goes, I felt like 50 or 60. But that's how good the storylines have been. It seems like he's done a lot. 11 matches. Good for that guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw a, a tweet. This is completely unrelated, but I thought about it, so I'm going to say it. Uh, from Sid Vicious. Did you see it? <laughs> Jordan Grace posted a picture. It says, like, day 60. He's like, hey, lay off the HGH if you want to see 35. Can't learn. Good for him. Thank you, Sid. Yeah. Hey, we'll be talking about him soon as we get into, uh, I think, the latter years of Nitro. Oh. Breaking a leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Don't mean uh, figuratively. I wonder if it's on the cock. I think so. Hmm. I know it's on my version. Oh, well, obviously. I watch it weekly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we get Tokyo Magnum versus Raven or Canyon. Uh, Canyon's just running down Raven behind the curtain. He's talking to Raven like he's a mother from Long Island. Just running yeah. him down. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, it, yeah. He's from Long Island, so he's got that accent, so it's great. He's like, all right, fine, I'll go. And Canyon goes out and squashes Magnum. So there you go. Next, you get Glacier versus Bobby Duncombe Jr., and they are really giving this guy a go. His dad was a wrestler. That's probably why. Duncombe Man. wins. Gene's in ring with the giant. Giant doesn't look happy, and I'm not talking about storyline. He looks very unhappy. Um, he says, Nash knew I was the man to beat. He's a doggone dang coward. The giant is really phoning it in, but he does end up saying he wants a match against Goldberg tonight. Hmm. Well, let's see. Shit. Makes you wonder. We are in November. He appears in February of 99. He's facing Goldberg tonight. I wonder if we're going to see any more Giant in the next couple of weeks coming up. Yeah, like I said, you can see it on his face, man. It's just, you know, it's very yeah, obvious. Yeah, no, you're He's... right. He looked off. You're right. Yeah. You know what? I was like, it wasn't the normal spitting every other word guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right? It, it, it... Yeah, he phoned yeah. it in. I mean, I'm not mad yeah, at him right. about wow. it. But, you know? Good point. No, no, no. Excellent point. And Jesus... You know what's crazy? You probably He was probably guaranteed to win World War III, and he was probably upset because Nash ended up winning it. Because you got to remember, he won World War III and never actually got a championship match against yep. Hulk Hogan. Yep. I almost wonder if it was a backstage politic thing. I'm curious. He's never really talked about it. Buster. And uh, Jesus fucking Christ, that was all hour one. Oh, my 
job. Silver King versus Saturn. That's a good way to start our two. Um, yeah, the, uh, th- this ends up with a promo between the cat and Ono versus Saturn. The only good part about this was the cat says, I'm big, bad, and beautiful. And right when he gets done saying beautiful, a fan yells out, and you suck. <laughs> nice. All right. Next, you get Ray versus Kidman for the cruiserweight title. Uh, let me tell you something. Logan Paul didn't save shit. I still stand by that. But I'll tell you one fucking thing. Kidman saved Ray on this one. Basically the yeah, same exact that, huh? fucking move. And Kidman fucking caught and he him. he came was... to the ring wearing the entire tent that is the LWO yes. 6X shirt, which was great, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> the parachute shirt. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Eddie and Hoovy come to the ring. Kidman drop kicks and splashes Eddie. Uh, and Kidman hits the seven-year itch to retain. Oh, boy. This one's long. We get Gene in ring with Bischoff. Bischoff says he's going to confront Flair tonight and settle this thing. Um, I run this company for better or worse. Yeah, you ain't lying on that one either. Calls Flair down. Says this situation is affecting our families, the fans, and the wrestling world. But I run this company. You need to acknowledge it. And Flair says, well, even men like Ten Turner make mistakes from time to time. Uh, so they call Barry Wyndham to the ring. And Bischoff says, Wyndham is going to look you in the eyes tonight and knock you out. One of my favorite parts is, at one point, Wyndham is over Flair's right shoulder, and Gene like calls him over for part of the promo. <laughs> so Wyndham moves. I to the left. love this. Go ahead, hang on, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh because yeah, it's making me remind me of this. Oh my god, hang on. I'll stop laughing because this is you got to explain it to everybody. It's fucking fantastic. So you know, Wyndham's kind of standing behind Flair over his right shoulder, and at one point, like when it's getting tense. Gene calls Wyndham over like he wants him to get on the mic, but he never does. But he still goes. So now, or no, I think he wanted him on camera side so that you're uh, not blocking okay. Flair. Gotcha. Get on the other side of him. Okay. So Wyndham moves over to Flair's left shoulder, kind of in between Gene and Flair. And Flair says, "This guy here, this guy here. Let me tell you." And he's pointing over his right shoulder with his thumb. And, dude, you want to talk about, you know, I've told you Barry Windham's like the first name I remember watching wrestling. Well, this guy's a fucking pro because without breaking character, without breaking stride, Windham puts his hand on Flair's left shoulder and Flair never flinches. Then he starts pointing to the left, left side. Yeah, it was hilarious. But it was also still- show what pros they were pro. Yeah, it was a quick pro of a, of a switch, but it made me laugh. This guy here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, he's this guy. oh, where the fuck he go? <laughs> yeah it was great oh, it was great uh yeah bischoff says you're gonna have to realize i have the power bischoff hits flair turns around laughing and flair backs him in the corner commences to beat his ass and then Wyndham attacks flair and the best part is flair doesn't hesitate flair doesn't do the whole oh my god what are you doing what are you gonna no he just starts hitting Wyndham. Right <laughs> he just starts fighting back <laughs> uh um, knew you weren't a good horseman yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, Wyndham gets Flair in a choke so Bischoff can lay in kicks for about a minute and a half, and then the horsemen come out. But the black and white cut him off. I did like mm-hmm. that part. I, I, I hate when it takes forever for the backup to come out. out they should have been yeah. out right away. But either way, black and white cutting him off was pretty cool, so I dug it. Next, you get Conan versus Booker T. Um, there was a, a fan in the front row. And he had a JPS shirt on, and I think he just made it himself because it was even cut off like Ralph's is. And he has a oh, sign that nice. says, Reunite Harlem Heat. 
Um, Stevie Ray comes to the ring, blatantly slaps Jack, slap Jack's Conan like four or five times. It's a DQ, and it's a brother's face-off again. Yeah. It's a quick little argument, and then they, yeah, move on. That's that. Gene's in the ring with Bret Hart. Uh, Bret says he should be the U.S. champion. It was a cheap victory. Dallas Page is cheap, and he's a punk, and you people are punks. And he says, I want a rematch. But it uh, seems like so I mean, CM Punk is returning this yeah, Saturday. And it must mean that. Yeah. <laughs> he predicted the future 25 years ago. Uh, he says uh, Malenko has a bad leg. So uh, rough break. It's a rough business. I'm going to throw his leg out into the crowd. OK. Hour three. Thank God. Wrath versus Nash. Wrath gets some offense in, but Nash wins. Gene earning his paycheck tonight. He's back in the ring this time with Jericho. Jericho's got the crazy hair again. The same fan from. And we're talking about like the, the, this like is a. Like, there's something about Mary straight up yeah, in the air. Frizz like all in the front. Yeah. Ralph is jizzed in it ahead of time. Something kind of. Pretty stuff. much. Pretty much. Um, the same fan from earlier that had the JPS shirt on has another sign that says "Outfit by Ralphus." Nice. Uh, Gene makes fun of his hair. Jericho says, "You used to look like this in the '60s." Gene mean and Gene pops. Gene mean. Yeah, he just yep. he pops. Yeah, I know he couldn't hold it. Yeah. It was great. Um, makes a bunch of cowboy jokes, and then Bobby Duncan Jr. comes out. He has Ralphus with him, and he hog ties him. And it's great because Jericho's kind of just standing over him, like, "What do I do? I don't know how to untie this thing. I, I don't. What, what the hell do I do here?" They cut to commercial. They come back, and Jericho's still trying to untie him. <laughs> Doesn't the next guy just come out and walk right by? Oh him? no! Scott Hall comes out. Jericho backs That's off, what it is. and Hall just gives Ralphus a little light kick. Nothing major, just gives him a kick. Yeah. Tells him to cut the music before he even gets to the ring. He says, well, this is going to be the final survey because the Black and White Express told me I'm out. But I thought I started the NWO all by myself. Well, if I'm all alone again, that's the way I like it. And I'm only worried about proving things to me, not to Nash, not to the fans. A decent promo, uh, you know, not doing the drunk thing anymore, so that's good. Right. Uh, you get Scott Hall versus Alex Wright. Scott Hall wins. Then you get Malenko versus Bret Hart. Uh, Hart hits a cutter on the chairs at DQ. Uh, Bret throws the ref to the mat. DDP runs in from the crowd, takes a chair shot for Malenko. Uh, Hart goes for a knee shot with the chair, but DDP rolls out of the way. Hart powders. And, uh, yeah, DDP calls Bret, Bret the hit scum Hart. Sick burn, bro. Yeah. Uh, where are you going? You said you and want me. I'm right down here. on his knees. Yeah. yeah. I'm begging you. Come on. Oh, my God. I, so he says, I've already started to really hate DDP at this point. Yeah. And he says, next Hold week, on. I'll take you. So with three and a half minutes left in the show, when the bell rings, it's Goldberg versus the Giant. We had a choke slam a minute in. Goldberg kicks out of two. Goldberg uh, blocks the second choke slam attempt. Spear, jackhammer. That's that. Bam Bam jump, jumps Goldberg, and it's the third pull apart in a week between the two of them. Then Nash goes to the ring, goes after Goldberg, and it's another pull apart. Here is the one <clears throat> issue I have. They're making Bigelow and Goldberg bigger than the Nash and Goldberg in some ways. Mm-hmm. They should have made this match first at Starcade and then or something, and Nash didn't have to have his match at Starcade. Um you know, because Goldberg's like, they cut my run early. Oh, come on, man. I mean, really fucking how much farther do you really need to go? You beat everybody in the entire roster. Let's switch it up a bit. But I would have liked to seen a really good pay-per-view match between Goldberg and Bam Bam for the title because that would have been a big threat. 
Mm-hmm. I would have already thought that Nash was, but Bam Bam out of nowhere, I liked it. And from what we're seeing right now, but it's not going to be for the title. And if it is, it's going to be on Nitro between now and Starcade. Pretty much, yeah. That's why when I initially, when Bam Bam debuted, I said, why don't we talk about this more often? And I'm like, oh, I'm sure we'll find out in the coming weeks. Yeah, it's and we're already there. Yep, pretty much. Well, let's see how Raw does. I know they uh, always like to start their weeks now with a recap from last week. Yeah, and I, to the point where I've stopped typing that in my notes. <laughs> yep. So they show a San Jose medical facility. Uh, they're going to talk to By the to way, I'm, an out, I'm like 20 minutes from there. Oh, nice. Yeah, in real life right now. Yeah. Uh, they're going to speak to Austin, who blacked out on heat yesterday. More to come on that. Uh, commentary teases a new commissioner. Uh, McMahon's and the Stooges come to the ring. Uh, Vince says, hey, I had nothing to do with Taker's assault with the shovel on Austin. And everything my family does, we do for you, the fans. Again, some things never change. He says, you know, we're going to have a new commissioner because we need a commissioner who doesn't answer to me. A new commissioner who will oversee all superstars. Except for Austin. He's mine. And it's HBK. I don't remember this. Good pop. Yeah, I don't remember oh, this. Oh, I do, but, but it was a good pop by the crowd. It was. Major pop. Um, and he says, uh, you know, HBK says, as a token of my appreciation, I can be the one guaranteeing things, and things will never be the same again. Uh, it says, Vince, if, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to book my first match, and it's going to be a world title match. The Rock will face X-Pac. DX music plays. HBK does the chops and heads to the back. Uh, he actually goes, and if I may make a match, Mr. Vin Man. Vin Man, yeah. Because he always used to call him Vin Man, but now he wants to be Mr. McMahon, so he calls him Mr. Vin Man. Uh, next, we get Kevin Kelly backstage with the Oddities and ICP. ICP is facing the Headbangers, but they say they're not ready. They need the Oddities to have their back, a.k.a. have the match for us. So Oddities take on the Headbangers, um, and ICP turns on the Oddities. Hooray. And they cut Luna's hair off. Yeah, I was going to say, and they. I was going to like, let's not forget... Cut Luna's epic, really long blonde dreads off. I was kind of uh, kind of shocked with that one. Mm-hmm. She's going to be reduced to bikini contest soon, and then she'll be gone. I can't wait to watch it. You. <laughs> I was trying to sound like her. I <laughs> know. I got you. Next, you get Blue Blazer. <laughs> Blue Blazer versus Steve Blackman. Blazer locks in the sharpshooter at one point. Blackman wins, though. He goes for the mask. Owen runs in and takes out his knee. Uh, let's see. But so, not a dick tick this week. I was kind of upset. Yeah, I know. I was really waiting. Wanted to, I, another I, one of them. I started typing it, and then I had to delete it because I was like, oh, they didn't do it. Oh, dragon sleeper dick. <laughs> oh, God. Delete, 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 delete. God Pretty damn. much. Yep. Angry delete. Angry delete. <laughs> uh, they talk about Austin again. They, they show the, the clip from Heat. He uh, was celebrating on the ring on the uh, turnbuckle. He had came down. He went to the other turnbuckle, and he collapsed. Um, and then we see a, a far shot of HBK and Vince in the back. Vince looks less than pleased, goes into his office. It. This was not heat. This oh. was actually a house show. It did look like a house show in the video, yeah. Yep, it was a house show. And that, and he, on his way back to the second turnbuckle, he falls down. Um, and, I, yeah, we're selling the Undertaker chair. Uh, uh, shovel shovel shot. shot. Yep. Uh, let's see. Next, you get Edge and Gangrel versus D'Lo Mark Henry. China's at the top of the ramp again, and Henry gets rolled up again. China, China has a mic this time, and she says, all right, Mark, you win. I'll do it. Best celebration of all time, watching Mark Henry flop. 
in the ring, up and down like a dead fish or a fish that's dying. He it was, was, he was doing the Three it. Stooges thing. That's pretty much what he was doing. It was amazing. Oh, so good. Yeah. Austin's in the hospital. The doc says he had a concussion. He needs to take his meds, get some sleep, and you'll be out of here. But you need to take a couple of weeks off. And he says, yeah, don't worry about that. I got to get my payback. I got things to take care of, Jack. So there's that. Uh, we see HBK in the back with DX. And then we get Goldust versus Marrow. And here is where you were correct in that I did not remember that this is where it was leading to. Uh, Jacqueline on heat this time uh, accidentally tripped Marrow during a match. Marrow fired her. Uh, JR tells King, you know, Marrow's had more trouble with women than you have, King. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. Uh, King refers to Henry as sexual chocolate. I think that's our first. Very first. Uh, um, and they show us that Marrow told Jacqueline he no longer needs her services. Yep, yep. Kicked her to the curb. Fired her ass. There's a sign in the crowd. It says Millie Vanilli number one. Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl, you know it's. It's <laughs> a good one. One of my favorite things ever. Uh, let's I see was about here. to be like Millie Vanilli, new number one. <laughs> Miami Vice. Uh, Marlena comes to the ring. Oh, I, I guess it would be Terry at this point. Terry comes to the ring with a quite revealing sweater. <sighs> yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay, just go. How many boxes of tissue did you spend this night 25 years ago? Uh, no, it's better to... Uh, no, actually. Socks? No, no, it's good you. Did you go buy socks <laughs> the next day? Look at What we're saying is, it was awesome. But, just... A, and I'm going to take over from here because I have to explain this part because it was just fantastic. Uh, just as Marrow and Goldust are having this little battle, Terry comes in while Jacqueline makes a distraction and ends up kind of kicking over Dustin, I believe, while Marrow is in the corner set ready up. to be set up for the curtain call. Um, I believe it's curtain call, right? Shattered Dreams. called the dick kick one. Shattered Dreams, thank you. Got them mixed up. And Terry turns around in this extremely goddamn revealing shirt, and yeah, does the gold dust pose as you're doing right now, and just leaves very, very, very little left to the imagination. And that dirty bitch kicked him in the dick. <laughs> and <laughs> it was awesome. And now we have what will become PMS, Pretty Mean Sisters. I forgot that Jacqueline and uh, Terry were about to team up at some point with this. And it's going to get even better. I promise you. A lot of things are all... Uh, coinciding at the right time with certain storylines. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible coming up. Uh, let's see. Uh, JR asked Austin about the Buried Alive match. I don't fucking remember hearing about a Buried Alive match, but apparently we're setting that up between Taker and Austin. I mean, I know the match. I just I don't remember them mentioning it on TV. So, um, Yeah, uh, you can hear the monitor start beeping faster. Austin's blood pressure is going up, and... Uh, you know, they gave him some meds to help him sleep. He says, oh, I can start to feel kicking in. He gives a nurse an autograph. And right as they go to commercial, we see a hearse pulling up front. Next, you get a three-way uh, hardcore title match. It's Shamrock versus Bossman versus Mankind. So, essentially, it's two-on-one. Vince and Shane at the top of the ramp to enjoy the show. Bossman's using the nightstick because it's a hardcore match. And then Mankind just takes out a broom. Uh, starts using that, eventually breaks it over Shamrock's back. 
And then Al Snow and the Job Squad make the save. Mankind retains. Uh, Job Squad right now is Al Snow, Hardcore Holly, and Scorpio. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then Mankind goes after the McMahons, uh, but Bossman and Shamrock make the save at the top of the ramp. I'm not sure if it's this match or another one, but when Scorpio jumps off of the rope, Jim Ross goes, uh, Scorpio from the sky. And I was like, Scorpio sky's not in here right now, <laughs> but, it, but it's how he said it. And I was like, wow, that's, it was just the craziest of Crazy. timing on how he said that. No, absolutely. I missed that. Uh, let's see. Taker and Bear are in Austin's hospital room. They're just beating the hell out of him. They choke him out. Uh, and, uh, Taker tells Austin, you see, boy, this is where you get off. This is your last ride. Uh, and they drag him out of the hospital and load him into the hearse. More to come later. Um, I was going to say, on to their next stop. Well, no, we're taking a quick detour. Uh, Christian versus Dwayne Gill for the light heavyweight title. And the job squad returns and help Dwayne Gill win the fucking light heavyweight title. <laughs> so I guess that title's dead now. And he said, besides my kid being born and winning the 75-pound gold, he can't yeah. say NWA championship. He goes, and be in winning the 75-pound gold, he goes, this is the greatest moment of my life. Woo! We did awesome. it. I did it. <laughs> All right. Great. So back to the hearse. It's shown arriving to a dark location. You see dirt. You see a shovel. Uh, Bear says, hey, Taker, you need to dig that a little deeper. So they do. Uh, Austin comes to, starts choking Bear, but Taker chokes him out again. And Bearer has chloroform. Austin was like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. Amiga de Cartel. Amiga de Cartel. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I was thinking of Saul. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bearer has chlor- chloroform, which is great. And then Taker's like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to embalm him alive. Okay, you sick fuck. They load him back into the hearse. How could you seriously be like, well, I wonder what Nitro's doing. I couldn't. I wouldn't have taken my eyes off of this. Right. This. No, 100%. I didn't back then. Uh, and you probably, you know, especially at a young age, wouldn't change it here because it's Godfather versus Tiger, Tiger Ali Singh. Much better quality hose this time. We get the weekly offering mm-hmm. of the hose. Regal interrupts, tells Tiger, don't trust Godfather. You can afford better slappers than this. <laughs> Boy, I don't know what body part he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Uh, Regal and Tiger jump Godfather, but Venus makes the save broken up by the officials. I forgot about this little pairing that they do for a brief while, too, who actually end up actually together for quite a while, or at least later on. Don't remind me. Yeah, I know, right? It's terrible, isn't it? Um, let's see. What do we get next here? We got The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Vince, and Shane arguing backstage. Um, and then they go to break, come back, and HBK is going over the rule book with Hebner. It's great. He, like, reads a couple pages, rips them out, throws them all across the room. Next, you get the New Age Outlaws versus Scorpio and Bob Holly. A mankind comes out and hits Gunn with a leaf blower that has a bow on it for some reason. And the leaf blower is running the entire time. Uh, and then Bossman, Bossman and Shamrock come out, and it's just a shit show. And again, that leaf blower is running the entire time. And the job squad get the upset victory over the New Age Outlaws. Correct. Yes, I did not put that. Yeah, because it was just that much of a shit show. Yeah, non-title match, obviously. But, well, hang on. But then Outlaws are pissed off, and they're walking up the ramp with the Stooges. They're standing with the Stooges and being like, come here, man. It's okay. And, oh, and right. Road yeah. Dog is pointing back like, he has that goddamn leaf blower. Uh, that was not a Road Dog impression in any way no. possible. But That's it was right. more Jerry Briscoe. It was. Um, Thank you. Uh, 
they're kind of buttering up to him, when I th- and I think it has to do with the main event. Yeah. So uh, we get the hearse uh, arriving to the funeral home. They put Austin on the slab. Uh, and Taker says, you can't disturb the ministry. First time we're here on that word. Uh, Bear cuts his shirt off. Taker starts chanting. Uh, and you know what else we're hearing for the first time is the beginning of the Ministry of Darkness song where he does the mm-hmm. Arna yes. Obviously, I don't know. He speaks in tongues. Chanting. He's probably he's chanting. more fluent. Yep. Yeah, I am the top of wrestling. That boy. You sound Russian. Sorry. Yo, did you see a picture of that boy on, like, what was a roller coaster? He had Nutty Professor titties. Yeah, no, I'm not shitting you. Take a look at it. Nutty Professor titties. All right, let's move it on. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so, Taker's chanting, and he has the embalming needle, and he's kind of lifting it up like he's about to thrust it into Austin. And Bear hears something. He's like, what the fuck is all that? And then Kane just comes in, attacks Taker. Uh, Bear tries to stab Austin with the scissors, but Austin comes to him, blocks it, and escapes, and the camera feed cuts. So you weren't going to wake up during the embalming? Or you're probably going to wake up during the embalming is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know why Bear was going to. It was those small little scissors that he was using just to cut the shirt off. Yeah, of that you trim your nose hairs with. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, they this were. Yeah, the trick. Like, yeah, it was manicure scissors. Yeah, no shit. Uh, main event, X-Pac versus The Rock for the world title. Shawn Michaels tells Bossman and Shamrock to heed to the back. Same for the outlaws. Uh, we get Shane and Vince at the top of the ramp and uh, HBK watching from ringside. Rock grabs a chair at one point. HBK takes it away. Vince and Shane head to the ring. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to say, I got a great sign sighting. Oh, really? Rock hard with an arrow pointing down at the person, which is like, man, pre-Juice Robinson days, obviously, but Uh, rock hard. And it was perfectly timed, obviously, with the rock being in the ring. So just good sign. Good catch. Nice. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Vince and Shane head to the ring. Hebner gets distracted by that, and HBK hits a heat shot on X-Pac. Rock bottom, Rock retains. HBK raises the Rock's hand. Outlaws run off Shawn, Michael, uh, Shawn Michaels and the McMahons. Um, they brawl with Shamrock and Bossman, and Vince, Shane, the Rock, and Shawn Michaels do DX chops from the top of the ramp. Yeah, he turned on him. He can't be too shocked later when they all turn on him in like a year or two. Mm-hmm. He gets head first thrown into a window of a car. So I don't know why we all felt so bad for him. Yeah, things change, you know. It's all an evolution. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I see what you did there. Yeah, but it's also part of evolution, a story. It's a mystery. It's also part of a story. Oh. And sometimes, you know, a two-hour movie isn't enough to tell a story. Sometimes you need multiple episodes over multiple seasons to do that. Like a TV show. All right, it is my top 120 favorite TV shows of all time. I'll check back in an hour. (laughs) Oh, man, you remember when I booked like four years worth of wrestling or something? (laughs) Oh, there's been a few. That, that, you know Actually, what? I, book, I booked three months. That, that that should be a fucking top topic sometime, and I'll do the work. A top ten professors long running segments. <laughs> do you think Micromania made it last week or two weeks ago? 
I told you. I called it. Yo, I just need five minutes to talk about Micromania, <laughs> and I'm good. I got it. Don't worry, man. 13 minutes later. We got through it. Anyway, we're going to get through today. It is my top 20. But look, I'm going to quickly go through my honorable mentions. You want to say something about them, you are absolutely able to. But I'll just kind of go through them quick. You know, when I was younger, I was a fan of Elf and Perfect Strangers. Also, I was a fan of Fresh Prince, Full House, and Saved by the Bell. I did grow up on that kind of stuff. Later years, I'm a sucker for some of the reality shows. Rock of Love, Jersey Shore. So, those are the... uh, Honorable mentions. Ugh. You can't you can't hate, man. You oh, can, I can. Probably. Oh, hate, 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 hate. Well, you know what you're not going to hate is number 20 because this was given to me by you. Oh. We are talking about I'm disabled. That's right. <laughs> IT crowd, which is great. I just recently watched a uh, best of Moss thing and the whole court thing, just the Thank you, my love, to the judge. I mean, just all of it. It's just such a good scene. It's fizzy. Ah, oh, that's electric. Ow. <laughs> you think this is a mother so joke? <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. If anybody hasn't watched it, it I've, we've talked about it a couple of times on this show. It's just fantastic. I, mm. I've always been a fan. Ever since you told me about it, I, I've gone through the show four times, three or four times now, just in the background. It's so, it's quotable. We quote it all the time. Number 19, started on YouTube and then made its way to Netflix, Cobra Kai. You knew that. You knew I was a big fan of that one. Number 18, love and marriage, love and married with children. Mm-hmm. Grew up on Peg and Al, thought that's basically what marriage was going to be like. It was like that at home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever need... <laughs> If you ever need a, a good laugh, all you have to do is just go to YouTube and look up best of Al Bundy's insults. And it's like mm-hmm. 20 minutes of worth of him just picking on fat ladies and stuff. And <laughs> it's it's so good. No, ma'am. I will not stand for this. I don't think you can stand very long at all. <laughs> uh, number 17. You know uh, Aaron from The Office? Yeah. She ends up uh, being the secretary. Her show Kimmy Unbreakable Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Ever watched it? No. Be honest with you, it's pretty good. Who I'm gonna I'm losing her name right now. Maybe you'll be faster with it. Uh she's in Scrooge. She's the the uh one that is the one that flies and punches him in the face. Carol Kane. Toaster. Yes. She is the Frank Reynolds in Sunny ah, of this show. She's nice. batshit crazy. Do you and know, hysterical? That's that's how Carol Kane is fucking the, the bomb. And they were together in Taxi. Yeah, this is true. Uh, now I'm thinking of somebody else. Never mind. Um, yeah. Do you know that for a while there was a thing going on where everybody thought that uh, the one that plays Aaron and Kimmy Schmidt was like mm-hmm. a. Like a daughter of the republic, like a like a KKK like pop singer, but it turns no. out it was just somebody that looked just like her. Like it turned into like this big no thing. Shit. Yeah, look that shit up sometime. It's fucking hilarious. Interesting. Well, you should look up Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. There is a, a gay guy on there by the name of Titus who lives with Carol Kane. I thought you were going to say Tiger Kane. Kane. No, no, no. This guy's way funnier. Um, 
you'll you'll get into it, and I promise you, it's pretty good. Just to have in the background, I think you'll appreciate it. Give it a season, and I guarantee you, you'll finish the rest. All right. Number 16, Roseanne. Hmm. Again, something I grew up on. It was always on. Um, WGN was a channel that was on a lot in my uh, at my house, and that that show was carried on there quite a bit. Number 15, he didn't even need to talk, and he was funny as shit. Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. The Mr. Bean series would just crack me up. It still does to this date. Um, one of my favorite things is it's a little, you know, adjacent to it, but he has the Rowan Atkinson concert where, oh. you know, he does this whole bit, and he, that he does talk in, but in his TV show, he's very limited. Every now and then, it's just like, a, oh, thank you. Yeah. But <laughs> in his concert, yeah, exactly. In his concert, he closes out with this drum solo that's an invisible drum solo, no sticks, no nothing, and it's well, perfectly timed. It's hysterical. Check it out. Uh, but Mr. Bean, man, I love that show. He was, yeah, he was great in a uh, rat race. And, um, but my rat favorite, race. yeah, my favorite we're ass, we're hauling ass. <laughs> Little cock <It's> doggies. <laughs> Little cock doggies. <laughs> my favorite Mr. Bean episode, oddly enough, this being the Thanksgiving show is he buys the turkey. And he tries, he's, he's oh, yeah. stuffing the turkey and he loses his watch. So he's trying to dig in there to get, so he ends up digging his head in there and he's running around the apartment with a turkey on his head. <laughs> Mine is meeting the queen where he's he's checking his breath. He's he's getting the string to get the, to do all this and then practicing the bow and he ends up headbutting her right in the skull. Just so good, man. Number 14. This came late in my life, man, but it wasn't until maybe about three years ago I started really watching it. Seinfeld. Mm. It's, uh, you know, it, I didn't get into it. I, I didn't understand dry humor, I guess, when I was a kid. Or, you know, you are a product of your environment. And I mean that very seriously, right? Like, if, you're, if your family's only watching nothing but, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Home Improvement all the time, your wit's going to go only so fucking far in life, right? <laughs> you catch on to Seinfeld later, you're like, oh, my God, this is a whole new level of what I can be. That's, you know, where I'm at. Number 13, you're going to absolutely hate this. No one hold your life, I'm going to be this way. What, are you going to leave again? Next slide. <laughs> Number 12, shames today and all your sheep. Family guy, man. Uh, it's this is my Simpsons out of my animated stuff. I didn't really get into South Park as much. Um, Family Guy is the one I've watched absolutely the most of all the seasons. Um, by the way, did you happen to see Seth MacFarlane is spreading his joy to the the Peacock Network? Ted, the television show. Oh God! <laughs> it's funny. the The preview is two thousand three. Or no, 1993. It's like a prequel, right? Yes, maybe. I don't know. he's younger, I think it is. Yeah, but he's writing to future Ted, and he's like, and great things are going to happen, and we're going to have a lot of stars on here, and no reoccurring guests, and it'll be a big thing. And he goes, wow, he's got a lot of hope. It's it, It seemed pretty funny for what it'll be. I'll give it a shot. I like Seth MacFarlane's stuff, you know, most of the time. Um, I just, yeah. Family Guy, that's mine when it comes to anything animated that's going to make it on here. Number 11, the show that made a bunch of stars, Freaks and Geeks. Mm. We're talking 
Linda Cardellini, Jason Siegel, Seth Rogen, uh, James Franco. James Franco. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that these are all like, you know, amazing Oscar award winning actors, but for what this show was for one season only, it was great. Ended prematurely, you know, probably just didn't get picked up after the first season. But um, anybody who's ever really gone through or watched it, you end going, oh, well, I need to know what the fuck happens. Come on. It's it. It was one of the shows that they you could have at least finished it. Number 10. This one is... I have a couple coming up that I think will be very... Well, really, only this one, I really think, is the one that you're going to be like, what? Really? But it was one of the ones that just clicked that I ended up getting into, liking, and I had four seasons, a Netflix original, 13 Reasons Why. Have you ever looked into anything about this or read anything of what this is? No, I've heard people referencing it, but I don't think I've ever like really looked into what it's all about. Girl commits suicide. Right off the bat, you already know she's dead and that she commits suicide. Uh-huh. And she leaves these tapes for everybody that she feels was attributing to her killing Okay, herself. that sounds familiar. And yep. she wants all of them to listen to the tapes. Mm. First couple seasons are great. Third, it's like, eh, fourth, we're like, what the fuck are we doing here? But that's like every show sometimes. You know what I mean? You know, like even Depending number what the premise two. premises, yeah. Exactly. But very high school based, but I, I was a very big fan of it. I don't know why. It just clicked right away. So very graphic shit. Netflix took the actual suicide scene down due to parents flipping out because they're like, it's going to give kids ideas. All right, but you said that she slit her wrist with a fucking uh, blade. But just because they didn't see it doesn't mean they don't know. You know what I mean? It, yeah. But I will say, if you see the original scene of it, yeah, it's a lot. It's 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 rough to watch. Very mm. rough to watch. All right. Number nine. I loved Winnie Cooper. That was my first love. I love Joe Cocker. The Wonder Years. <laughs> I thought you just liked the first part of his last name. <laughs> Number eight, Jeff Daniels, The Newsroom. Newsroom from HBO. Have you ever watched this? I don't think so, but if I'm not mistaken, is that the clip where he's on like a panel and everybody's like, why is this the best country in the world? And he's like, it's not. And and you know what's crazy? That is the opening scene of the opening episode of season one. So I don't need to watch it anymore. So it's like if... Oh, man, I'll be honest with you. It's a really, really good show, and it has Sam Waterston. Oh, from from, uh, Law and Order. uh, Law and Order. Yeah. Yeah. He's the skinny one, right? Yeah, I mean, he's the the older one. He's he's not the father of who put baby in the corner. He he is the skinny one. Correct. That was the cop. Yeah, he was the cop on Law and Order. Thank you. Okay, so Sam Waterston. Um, He's in that. A couple other people just absolutely love it. Um, Olivia Munn. Is in it as well. Ah. Good show. It, it's uh, you'll get hooked into it, but the problem is, they only had I think three full seasons, and then they were canceled or knew they were going to get canceled, so they did three episodes for season four. So you finished off and knew at least what happened. Oh, that's good. Which uh, I'm glad they did that. Number seven, two and a half men. I, you know, where it really began for me it was my apartment coming home at, you know especially when i was single by myself coming over every night and i don't know man if you're not a fan of it that's fine but as alan long, 
as long played as, by John Cryer. I think he's fantastic. I've always liked him. Ducky. Ba- based on based on the little Charlie I've seen, Sheen yeah. was good, but I do not like the Ashton Kutcher era. Oh no, no, definitely there not. There you go. Yeah, I, I was going to say as long as you don't have uh, I, I, and I, I completely bricked on what the show was. Uh, so I'll wait. Half, so, so I'll wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> as long as Big Bang Theory is not on this list, I don't have to fly out. There no, and slap no, I've never you. watched anything. Good. Nope, never watched it. I, well, I, let me take that back. I've tried, and I was like, eh. that was probably as, as far as I went. Number six, Cops. I mean, that is a show that every Saturday night. And look at, I'm not talking true TV cops. I'm talking, yo, I watch OG. YouTube to watch fights. The OG. I, the OG of UT. You know what I mean? But I used to watch it on Fox Saturday nights, followed up Hell by yeah. America's Most, Most Wanted. Wanted yeah. And it was, damn, that was, because my parents are all, you know, playing cards, smoking up the house, making me sick. And I'm all, you know, I'll just watch bad boys bad boys I, I loved cops it was a great show every week you never really had a whole lot of uh reruns and yeah. even if you did you're like oh my god it's a guy that had meth up his buttons <laughs> under the sink in the house it's such a good one it's a classic such a good show man I, I, i'll watch it anytime no problem like i said i like watching dumb shit like that on youtube as it is right. that was my original fox was feeding it to me number five here we are final five Ozark, I've oh, mentioned yeah. it to you a million times. Jason Bateman, and I used to haven't watched it, but goddamn, you really need to. Um, I don't know why you haven't. I know that you, you know, you like your funny stuff while working, but you need to get. You did better, Call Saul. I promise you. One episode, two episodes of Ozark, you're hooked. I, I gave you a whole season for Kimmy Schmidt. Wha- Give me two episodes of Ozark. Watching uh, <laughs> watching Yellowstone with the wife now, so that that's. Uh... Pretty much the new one, but yeah, Ozark. I've definitely heard a lot How of good shit about. So good so far. I've only seen like four episodes, but it's good, real good. Okay, I, I was planning on getting into it at some point. Number four, The Office, classic. I mean, it's just it's you know, there's not much you really need to say about it. I I do think it went downhill post Steve Carell, but they still had some very good shining moments. But still, just a, a great show all overall. Absolutely. Number three. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. We, I, we've mentioned enough on this show, that's for sure. So I really don't need to go too much more in depth. So here we go for my final two and a half. Number two is Shameless. It's one of the ones that I said, you know, like some of the seasons you're like, what are you doing? Like, were you hanging with Tony Khan? I mean, I know the show is about doing drugs and being in the ghetto and that kind of stuff, but God damn. No, but it's it was a good show. The first several seasons, uh, William H Macy, uh, I, Emmy Rossum, uh, Jeremy Allen White, who's going to be playing Carrie Von Eric. Oh, I didn't realize he was in that. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Reba by any chance? For yeah. whatever reason, ever watched that show? Mm-hmm. You know the real tall guy that's the son-in-law plays a dumb Brock like guy or whatever. Yeah, he's in this as well. Nearly every episode, oh, the bartender, no next door neighbor, uh, Shiola Hampton is in it. A lot of great people, and Joan Cusack is a guest star in the oh, show. Oh no, shit! She is fantastic. I love Joan Cusack. Plays, yeah, she's great. She plays an agoraphobic person. <laughs> I can, I can see that. I can see that. She's so good in this show. She doesn't stay through the whole duration. There's the redhead like, kid it, too, it, right? That's the one with the redhead kid? Yeah, who played the Joker. The Joker in Gotham. Um, Cameron 
Monahan or yep. something like that. Um, and then Noel Fisher, who you may have seen him in other stuff too. All right. Um, I'm just telling you, man, great show. If you haven't ever really dipped into it, first couple, the first episode, you just, you got to get to know everybody. That's sure. one of those ones, you know? Yep. Um, but by like the second or third, you're like, I think I could live like this. I think I could live in straight poverty and steal shit and just fucking <laughs> be drunk all day. I think I could fucking do this. Sounds like a Saturday night. It gives you hope. Here's the thing. You watch the show and you see it as like a dramedy. You're like, ha ha ha. Until your wife's best friend is like, I can't watch that show. I have family members who are like that, who is a drunk, who does steal from his kids, who does beat him and this and that. And then you watch an episode. You're like, oh, this is sad. (laughs) (laughs) She completely changed the show for me. Yeah. I was like, I was giggling at that before. I thought the OD was one of the funniest parts of the show. (laughs) Fuck a corpse? Why not? That's the way they they did it. Yeah. It was funny. You had to look at it at that angle. Number one, I had to split, and you already know what it is. It's Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Um, I consider that one great big series. Yes, it's two shows, but without one, you didn't have the other. And I think that if you watch Better Call Saul directly right into Breaking Bad... It doesn't skip a beat, and it's just so good. Um, you know, it's it, well. Maybe if you take the last couple episodes, of yeah, Saul, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, and you and I talked at nauseum. I we I I talked at nauseum about Better Call Saul when we had the hotel gig that day, and thought we were gonna talk both shows, but that's just how good the show is. Is that I couldn't talk enough about every character in Saul. You know, from Hector to. Uh, Nacho, you know, every person, Kim, and then that we didn't even touch the fucking surface of Breaking Bad. Right. And there's so many great characters in there. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) That was the best 10 bell salute I think we've ever done. Well, next to uh, Larry the Pig for Alexa Bliss's pig. (laughs) Forgot about that. Oh, it's so much we fun with that. We wrestling podcast would like to <laughs> extend our condolences. Excuse me. No, just no. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, that was great. Well, we are at a close. It is almost the end of Wednesday for, I hope, a lot of you work-wise. And tomorrow, hope you guys gain a lot of weight. I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. We appreciate you listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. He is ODM, and he has five words for you to eat and munch on right now as a pre-snack before Thanksgiving. Can't wait for Elimination Chamber. Dick. (laughs) (laughs) The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com, on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
Fucking hell. Yo. Did you see it yesterday? Uh, the guy in Lethal Weapon 2, the one that has diplomatic immunity. <laughs> it was officially revoked yesterday. Oh. He's also Hans in uh, Mighty Ducks. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you see Just that? Just been uh, revoked. <laughs> did you see? I'll have what she's having. Uh, did you see that uh, Snoop, uh, his announcement was just a ploy for a solo stove? <laughs> yeah, for the a smokeless stove. And he's like, I'm done smoking. Done smelling like that sticky icky. <laughs> I was like, hey, actually, someone did the best gif. A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking perfect. That's perfect. It was good, though, because I, I swear to God when I go, Actually, Hillary said it too. We're like, she goes, I don't know, man. She goes, I kind of feel betrayed. And I go, like, you know him personally? And I was like, well, I don't know. I go, me personally. I was like, wait, if he's quitting, maybe I shouldn't be smoking. Yeah, no, fuck all that noise, Jack. <laughs> uh, it was funny enough. Um, All right, let's see. I have that. Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to, but I just thought about just opening up and be like, and HBK turns on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now let's Tarantino Shut this bitch. Up. 